0: Let me go pay first.
1: Oh, damn it! <laughs>
0: Get bishwak. All right. Uh, so, so, on that. Go take
2: a piss, bye, bro. <laughs> bro first, first, it was Phil, but now this,
3: this, 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 is good for Phil and Mitchell. I just fucking posted it. <laughs> All right, hello everyone. Uh, um, if you can hear my my cat in the background, uh, she has decided that. I must give her attention right now and immediately, and I have told her to frankly piss off um, because I am recording. So Are I apologize get... for that. But welcome back to the Lord Cast Eternals. Uh, I am Phil. I am Jacob.
1: Uh, and uh, Mitchell
3: I... just ran screaming out of the room. And today we're doing a bonus episode, and we invited our friend from the Discord. On Discord, his name is Elmsword, Sword, uh, but he also goes by Isaac when he chooses to be a normal human being. Only on occasions.
2: This is the, <laughs> uh, he. He is the winner from the. Uh the contest, the champion of champions contest, so to speak, where we took all the winners from the previous contest and had them all, you know, fight each other to the death in my basement.
4: Yep. I mean, Mabel gave me the hardest, hardest thing. And uh, but eventually she I I just tamped her down. Yep. But yep. uh, Hi,
0: my name is Mitchell.
4: <laughs> there we go. Now he's Seri- back. Seriously though, shout out Mabel because like her her diorama scared the ever living shit out of me, and the fact that it was so so freaking good. Where oh, it was so- yeah. oh, the lighting
0: on it was amazing. Oh my god,
4: You're- Yeah, oh. when she when she submitted, it, I literally like texted her like as soon as it happened. I was like, like GG, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <"Bam." laughs> <laughs> <"Bam." laughs> <"Bam." laughs> GG. Like that is incredible. <laughs>
2: Um, yeah. but yeah, no. Uh, to all, everyone listening to the episode, like once again, like a shout out to everyone who competed. Y'all all did a fantastic job. And um, if any of y'all will win, I, I I forget if we decided if 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 they, if we they could compete again for the next year in the Contest Champions. But oh, I, 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 don't I see why not? Once I look at those anyway. rules of my own fucking, you know podcast the discord server because like i totally know them off the back of my hand because i'm a intelligent human who doesn't forget things <laughs> um, totally a professional
3: yep 100 percent. if uh, we here if, at lorecast uh, eternals absolutely know what the fuck we're doing
2: 100 <laughs> percent. we are not a gigantic raging dumpster fire i promise but uh if if they compete again i look forward to seeing what type of fire things they drop next because it was all really really good oh i already have ideas if I'm, better, if that's blessed. what we
3: like to hear better get to fucking hobby and then yeah. yeah uh, on on that note, uh, Isaac, you are now banned from ever competing again. <laughs> yeah, get get fucked.
4: <laughs> oh, that's a massive weight off my shoulders now. <laughs> <laughs> be here, like, oh, thank God. <laughs> yeah, thank God, I have free time and I can spend it at the gym.
3: <laughs> oh, fucking! Oh, yeah, bro. that mythical place that like allegedly exists.
4: I need yeah. to go to the gym. I was actually proud of myself. I actually got a full leg down over the weekend, and I I haven't been able to walk properly since. I think I I came I came back home and uh, Tell I you know was good. Yeah, I went to take off my shoes and I I just collapsed on the floor. My wife was like, "What the fuck are you doing?"
2: <laughs> it's like I have lost feeling uh, below my waist. <laughs> exactly. I like, I, you know, I, I, I know the I just, feeling.
0: Um, yesterday was the first time I was actually able to like give it almost my all while playing hockey, like in yeah. six months. And um, oh, I hurt today, but like oh, in, yeah. the way, yeah. in the good way, in the good way. But it's not right. like the I'm gonna cry yeah. when I sneeze. This is like, oh, I'm sore. Yeah, <laughs> but this is a good sore. <laughs> as your time you uh,
4: move. Oh, here you go.
2: Uh, I was saying, I, are are these your like? Oops, I didn't know I had like hernias for two months. Injuries we're talking about yeah or or, or, or like, well, it was like it was like a disconnected muscle or something like
0: that oh no so um i ripped on both sides of my hips my lower and upper ab- abductors i want to know like uh, usually you you, that. that's your
3: superior and inferior abductors <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh my okay. god
3: okay So <laughs> sure. we are not going to be dealing with that shit <laughs> just because you um, have your fancy medical book now you
4: i don't we
2: don't, <laughs> we don't need we don't need to be talking about the asshole linguini and all that shit Uh, um, I
3: am burdened by knowledge (laughs) yeah I'm having uh, to take anatomy and physiology class this semester and the entire first class was just how do you describe the body and I'm like I don't need to know how to describe this disgusting piece of shit I just need to know how to work on technology
0: (laughs) Um, but yeah no for five months those were both like just absolutely molared so physical therapy helped a lot but now I'm actually able to like play and I I cry at the moment because like I'm just tired, boss. Everything
4: hurts, want to die. Yeah, but it's like, I don't know, I think soreness, soreness, fatigue, just like simultaneously hurts, but also feels good every time you move after yep. it. And it's a very weird thing. Oh, feeling. I get
0: that, I get that. Yeah.
4: When, when oh, I it's was like a to
0: satisfaction gym. to it. You're just like, yeah. I yeah.
4: earned this. Yes. <laughs> yeah,
2: 100%. There's a certain type of energy you feel after you go to the gym where it's like, man, I, I, I hurt and I kind of want to die, but like, I feel good about it. Yeah.
4: Like I feel like I accomplished something that day, even if I did like nothing else other than like that and dishes. Like I'm like, yes, I have done something. Whatever oh, man, I gets you through
0: dishes.
2: the day, fucking yeah, me too. Jesus.
0: Man. I don't know when Philip says he needs to do dishes, that that's that's impressive.
2: And that's when you know that like there's a, he can no <laughs> longer
3: see the floor in his room. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Oh, Lord. The area around my chair is clear. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, that's all that
0: matters. <laughs> Philip, is there a biochemical chocolate milk bomb in your fridge this go around? <laughs> Philip no. is cultivating garden gnomes in his in his fucking closet or something. <laughs> is there an onion like like three feet tall in your fridge? Oh my
3: god, I did have one of those. Yeah, I had forgotten about that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> fuck christ my well, god no, because
3: i'd throw an onion into like a small um container in my fridge that i'd it kind of blended into the fridge so i'd forgotten about it and then like yeah, like three months later, I noticed something like coming out of the container, and I'm like, "What the fuck?" And I opened it, and there's an onion that's grown to be like two feet long inside of there, and I was like, "What the fuck?"
2: <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> no, nah, you, you guys, you guys don't understand. Phil's just practicing a a, a new modernized uh, type of uh, indoor
4: gardening. Oh, exactly. exactly, like hydroponics. We're just we're just gonna grow things in the refrigerator. Yep, definitely. Yeah, exactly. He's just, he's just getting ready for space travel. <laughs>
3: All right. So, Isaac, um let's yeah. go ahead and get a little bit back on topic, shall we? Uh Isaac, how did you get into Warhammer?
4: So Warhammer or models? Cuz those those are two separate. Two uh separate l-
3: l- l- let's start with just Warhammer.
4: Okay. So yeah, so I always I always really, that's a nice voice crack. really enjoyed um strategy games and I love playing Civ and I grew up playing Brother. like the Age of <laughs> <laughs> I grew up playing like the age Sim of Six Earth. is
0: trash, Civ 5 is where it's at. Dude, Civ yes, 5 for fucking life. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but sir. only but
2: only only accurate Earth true start mods. Mm-hmm. Yep. True. Like that's like peak.
4: Yep. Um but yeah, so I always loved that game, and I also really loved the Age of Mythology and Age of Empires games. Holy shit. Did you say Age of Mythology? Yes, sir. You
2: are the only fucking person besides uh besides my friend Sean that like truly adores that game that I'm aware I... of. That game love, slaps.
4: Love that game. It, it was yeah, my I was, first. Uh,
3: I was a Command and Conquer simp for my for my childhood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean,
4: so, Starcraft. So was,
3: so was I. But fuck yeah, if
4: I, I, I Starcraft, yeah.
2: Starcraft I did Brood and
0: Wars, and Starcraft Two. I was yep. in the
2: fucking uh, Command and Conquer uh, generals and Zero Hour. Fuck yeah, bruh. Air
0: yeah. Force
2: General for life. The shit slaps.
3: Yeah, it was no. uh, Tiberium Wars <laughs> three and three Kane's Wrath for me. Those are the ones that are, that were on the 360, right? I don't fucking know. I played on a computer. <laughs> nah, my computer fine. was so dog shit that <laughs> it would take me ten <laughs> minutes of real to, of like real time uh, in order to get through like thirty seconds of in game time. Oh god! Oh my god! Yeah, no. So for the longest time, I thought that was the normal speed that Command and Conquer uh, three was played at. Oh god. Oh, no. And then I became an adult, built my own computer, because cause that's what my parents would let me do whenever we would go on long road trips. And so I'd play like a single game of Command and Conquer over the span of like four hours. Bro. And, and so then I became an adult, built my own computer, and I was like, you know what? I want to play Command and Conquer again. Downloaded Command and Conquer, played it, and I managed to play a game in like 10 minutes. And I was like, what the fuck?
2: <laughs> fucking fill over here with an actual like working computer, like, is this real fucking life? <laughs> Damn, dude.
3: Anyway, so you grew up playing Civ <laughs> 5
4: and uh, AOS or not AOS, uh, Age of Mythology Damn. and that eventually bled, bled into Age of Empires and then in college I found um, Total War Warhammer 2. And Nice. Yeah. Yep. And nope, then, that'll, that'll do it. Yep. And then I played that for a while until three came out, but um, started off with the elves, went to the wood elves, and then I just finally discovered my lizard men. And I was like, it was, it was, brother, the first, part first G, game. Logic bugalo. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so, so... I post
0: a meme that's a Command and Conquer meme. That's oh my brother. God. Yes, please. My brother it. made it, but it's the best meme <laughs> that there ever is for Command and Conquer. It's the greatest I meme am, to
3: ever meme. I'm ready.
0: Oh come on! Where does general? Here we are.
2: I
3: believe in you. Dude,
2: that build is a the general. You must
3: construct additional pylons, bro.
2: Just in that fucking voice, I can build anywhere. Oh fuck! Can't build there, sir. Can't build there. Oh. dude, I used to have. I used to have the most like. Like, sh- like, oh, I used to stroke out trying to get when I, when I was playing as the American faction to get my power generators to like line up perfectly. Oh mm-hmm. my God. Because, yes. it, because it was on a grid, it was free spin. So I'm sitting there for like three minutes trying to line up perfect, get these generators line up fucking perfectly. And I'd finally do it. And I'm like, wait, why is there, why are the enemy at the gates? Oh, because I've been doing this for five <laughs> fucking minutes and literally <laughs> nothing else. And
0: I have lost. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I love playing as China because every single time they die, they just good like, Save me. And it just it made me laugh. <laughs> it made me laugh so much. Like
1: politically the incorrect. Like died. that game
0: is so bad when it comes to like that stuff. And oh, I was it's like horrible. Oh, oh, but the humor. It's, there's like peak humor in it because like in fucking the GLA. The <laughs> yeah. God no, bro, got like, <laughs> bro. <laughs> He's like, where in my shoes. Went
3: out of my shoes. The fucking dude. But but then you look at, like, so, like, it was, like, that game was very much not politically correct, but also, like, in that game, everyone was a fucking fascist. And it's like, oh, okay, this is very much not, like, real life.
2: (laughs) It's like, oh, look, everyone sucks, so I guess it doesn't actually matter. Yeah. (laughs) Jesus Christ. What Uh, are we talking about? (laughs) Uh, yeah. Hey guys, uh, no. this is an Age of Sigmar podcast, okay? Of... <laughs> no, 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 of, sorry, um... this is an Age of Elm Sword podcast right now. <laughs> yes.
3: I... Uh, but speaking of strategy games, so whenever, so the first semester, or no, not, not the first semester, uh, the first semester I got to college, I ended up starting to play um, League of Legends again. Mm-hmm. And like, fuck, dude! Like, I uh, made friends yes. with a couple of guys in the engineering department, and we played League of Legends every fucking night. And then the second yeah. semester rolled around, and Stellaris came out. And uh, yeah. I actually remember Stellaris back when Stellaris still had like no DLCs, and it had three different versions of FDL. Oh
2: yeah, because it was the hyper lanes. It was like straight up just warping to places, and then it was like portal like, like warm- wormholes, right, or something.
3: It was hyper lanes, jump drives, and I can never remember the third one because it was always dog shit and nobody used it. Yeah. I think it, it was Like there was a game. very specific build that you would do that made use of the third one, but I can never remember what it was. Yeah, now now it's all just hyperlanes, right? Yeah. Yeah, now now jump drives are like a, a high tier thing that are like an end game ability. But they also have like uh <laughs> The the big construction project that you can do, like Dyson spheres and things like that. Like I think Dyson spheres were in, were in the game. Like at start, but now they have so many more, like massive wonders.
2: Yeah, they have like eight mega structures now, and they all do dumbass shit. Like I, I know one of the <laughs> one of the mega structures is just portal travel, where you you just build portals that will just instantly transfer from one portal to another, and that's like the closest you can get to like. Just true, like porting across the the, the, the galaxy map, damn. But uh, but those are mega structures, so they take like they, they they're like they're, they're not they're definitely cheap when it comes to mega structures, but they're selling mega structures, so they're fucking expensive as shit. Right. And we have to build like you know if you if you're going wide not tall, you have to build
4: like you know twenty of them.
2: Yeah, shit's kind of rough.
4: Yeah. It's kind of like in real oh, life. Yeah. You you have a shit ton of skyscrapers. Like a skyscraper is always going to be expensive, but there's definitely bigger ones and and smaller ones. <laughs> but
0: we, we I don't think we ever got back to um why you got into Warhammer. Oh right, we, no, yeah, we, that we, we we did and we suck. That's that's what that is. <laughs> right, that.
3: Welcome, um, so welcome yeah. to welcome to Lordcast Eternals. This is a Major Sigma podcast for like. 70 five, of
4: the five minutes five <laughs> minutes 70 is <laughs> a little genuine. No, I'm kidding um no 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 complete
3: that joke because it's fucking accurate
2: <laughs> listen I, I'm not going to point out which episodes that there there are or how many there are but there is an amount of episodes that really aren't about anything that the episode was supposed to be about because you know engines we- we are <laughs>
0: flesh eater courts
2: like damn it <laughs> <laughs> that we are probably going to go back at some point in time and redo because really there sooner hot. rather than later <laughs> piles of garbage
4: aren't they, aren't they getting like a bunch of new models here soon too
3: yeah yeah well they're getting at least one let's put it that way
4: Fair. <laughs> okay but how did you get yeah. the warhammer Do you- so yeah, so you got total war two total war two um, and that was it for a while, and then I found out that end times happens because I got into Total War. It wasn't until like two thousand seven. Yeah, two thousand seventeen is. Oh
2: yes, yeah, so you you got a Total War 2, like right when it came out then.
4: Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. I saw, I, I saw, I got suckered by the by the uh, the ads. Um, tis fair, I tis like, fair. This looks sick, and I'm 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 gonna go play it, and. Uh, So I got into that, and then, like, when I start playing a game that I really, like, start to enjoy, I start really getting into the lore. And so I start looking up the lore and reading things, and I'm like, oh, end times, there's, you know, cataclysms, that's cool. And I'm like, oh, no. Um, End times. Yeah. Yeah. End times. Um, But, and then, honestly, like, fast-forwarding a couple years, I think it was when you guys... Put out the Lizardmen episode because I was just really desperate to find out what. I happened think to that's the our.
2: I think that's our nineteenth. Oh no, no 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 yeah, that's our nineteenth episode. I remember those Lizardmen episode not because like Lizardmen, but because that, no, that, 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 was that was the first the, episode that we had yeah, clear th- mics. That was the first EP we mm-hmm. had. We had Quisty mics, yeah. We, yep, and we didn't sound like three cavemen huddling around in <laughs> one mic, screeching at each other.
3: Boonga, boonga, this how Age of Sigmar work.
0: did. <laughs> <But yeah>, <laughs>
4: Oh, no, you go,
0: you go, you go. I was about to say we're, we've been considering the idea of going back and re-recording like the very beginning of the episodes, but just putting them the original on the back of the new, so like people can still have the old. But we're just like the second episode needs to be re-recorded.
4: No, no So the yeah. reason, the,
2: so the reason why, so I, I've been pretty gung mm. on about getting the second re-recorded, but that's because like the, our second episode pulls in like consistently does like three hundred percent more views than all of our other shit, sometimes combined. <laughs> but that makes sense because it's the ages and that's like which you know the ages that's what confused me and mitchell when whenever we were first talking about doing a podcast we were like what the fuck are the ages what the for the what the fuck happened to malik uh fuck to malik where where the fuck is (laughs) malik what the fuck's the age of myth that's the entire reason
0: that this (laughs) podcast started because we couldn't understand what happened to malik yeah and
2: so like that so not only is that like realistically where a lot of people flock to because they're confused it's also kind of what gave the podcast life so i've been i've been pretty gungglingly ho about getting um the second episode um mm. re-recorded but realistically probably at some point in time we're going to go through and re-record the first um the first 19 or not the first uh the two through 19 because we already recorded our intro episode just so we'll have nice crispy and you know good audio over it and it's not right. just yeah and there were some mistakes made in our first 19 episodes when we were fir- when we were still trying to figure out how the fuck to do podcast things.
4: I mean, honestly, I really fix the format because, like, it's different than a lot of other podcasts, and, like, I I love chaos. I personally thrive on chaos. We we keep it that way. I just try to, like, reign the chaos
2: a tad bit. Well, no, think think about it this way. There's still going to be chaos. It's just going to be better sounding chaos. And maybe, maybe slightly more informed chaos.
0: (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Because, remember, like, um, a lot of our goals with this podcast was just to be the lore hammer equivalent to Ages Sigmar, right? That right. that that's that was it. It was just three guys having a good old chat right around the mic, with the idea of an episode. Yeah. This
2: is, this this is the outline. We're probably gonna color outside the lines a lot, but like this is the general vibe, yeah. <laughs> and and we'll hit that maybe a sixty percent of the time. <laughs>
4: Being generous. But yeah, so it was actually your guys' Lizardman episode that finally tipped the scale for me to get my first start collecting box. Um, Because I was like going back and forth on it. Because really what I was looking for is I was just looking for a little Crocgar figurine for my desk because like i played oh shit is that is that
2: when you learn that crop guard he doesn't fucking exist anymore
4: in the current hey, he, he he still exists in me his He's it somewhere. Listen,
2: he exists in my soul too brother but his model is gone mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah you know, no, like i, I think we'd we fucking don't even bring that shit up Just don't i can't <laughs> i can't fucking homeless. handle that right now please <laughs> King. um but uh yeah it's the fucking i it's it, i think it's the Soros scar veteran it's like one of the it's like the current it's the current sora scar veteran on a carnosaur that was croc yeah. old model and now it's just a sora scar veteran on a crowd on a, Crocs, uh, right. a
4: and i think year. it was like the old the, the sunblood was like the uh the old gore rock model and i'm like yeah don't, so, don't yeah a boy like that yeah <laughs> and it's
2: like man the fucking disrespect
4: yeah because like, i think yeah i think like the eternity wardens i think they axed a lot of them like i can't find anything for those and and some other th- models like it just made me really sad. But I was able to, you know, pick up the Start Collecting box and I got them. And I was like, you know, this is pretty cool. This is pretty fun. And uh, a few of my students have been involved with Warhammer since like it came out. Um, and so they were all very excited that I had picked it up. And um, one of the Oh, by
0: the way, um, Seraphon is episode 17, not 16. 17. 17. 16. Oh, oh, I thought it was 19. Sixteen is, um brata- I mean, flesh eater quartz. Let's 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 not fucking talk about that.
2: <laughs>
4: um. So yeah, I was like just desperate to find out what happened to the lizard boys, and I'm like, and my heart of hearts, they got fucked
0: hard. They got fucked
4: hard. But there's a chance that you know Nakai, Croc, or Gorrock—they're all still alive. There's a chance. They'd I'm sure. I, chance.
2: I, I, I'm sure they'll keep them. In other, they'll keep them on the back burner until their sales yeah. are
4: dropping, and then they'll be like, "Hey, by the way, Nakai." And then you know it'll
2: fucking yeah, exactly. Yada yada yada.
4: They'll do like some like kill team or something like that, or something just to fucking bring them all back.
2: yeah, they will do something. Yeah, crashing sure.
4: Yeah. But but yeah, that's kind of how I got into it, and it's been a ever-growing mound. I, I'm limited to what I can buy because my wife is like, "You ha- you you have to contain it." I'm like, okay, I will contain it, and uh, I, I think, will
3: contain okay. it. Purchases a shed to build on my property so I can have additional <laughs> places to contain it.
4: Exactly. <laughs> like, I I have a whole um, box that I set up that is a very sketch looking uh, amalgamation of what could be a, a lizardman temple, and that's like my display case for all my lizards. And the the original the original promise I made is like everything will be able to fit in there. Um. It mostly fits. It mostly <laughs> fits. I think the croxagores I just painted for the comp are sitting on the uh, the shelf. Uh, and my pile of shame probably won't fit in there once I have it done and painted, but
3: Oh man, it, I need to work uh, on my pile of shame.
4: I have not
0: touched my pile of shame for fuck.
3: Actually, that's the funny thing is that most of my stuff is actually built.
0: It's painting. A... It's it's painting that it's that we have an painting. issue with. Yeah. <laughs> hey hey Philip, you want you, you want to do the um good old switcheroo? I paint a few things. You build a few things. <laughs> like
4: the silent. No, thing?
0: No, 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 no. Hey hey hey. hey don't don't break it. Break it. Ah.
3: <laughs> listen here, you l- listen here, my, my, motherfucker. We, <laughs> we, we had a deal. <laughs> I mean, it, it was, is forbidden. We do not speak of it.
4: <laughs> I, I was told not to talk about one thing and one thing only, and everything else was, I was told, was fair game. I mean, yeah. We're in a gash, though. <laughs> I, I, that was going to be the follow up. I
0: told you. <laughs> I told you. Once there's a competition amongst us mods or amongst the mods and owners or podcasters,
4: yeah. I'll say that'd be really, really entertaining, I think, for the rest of us. Yeah, I want the entire Discord vote. Yeah.
2: Jesus <laughs> Christ. Yeah, I think that'd be really
4: entertaining. But, but yeah, that's how I kind of got into it and um, really enjoyed it. And I say my pile of shame. My pile of shame currently consists of nine Soros warriors and an astrolith bearer, so it's not it's not that bad.
3: Oh, that's not a pile of shame. That's yeah, like that's that. a, a small collection of shame. Yeah,
4: I, 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 would, collection. I
3: would
2: say that's like, that's like a slight backlog of shame.
4: Yeah. I mean, my I'm about to uh, as i was telling jacob before we started i i recently picked up a 3d printer and uh as oh, a, as...
3: oh oh you're so boned <laughs> oh, has, yeah. Oh, no, yeah, it, it,
2: oh yeah it has begun
4: <laughs> oh yeah no i've already i've already started uh dude made... the one page rules seraphon
0: models yeah those yeah. look so good <laughs> yeah. those are those
2: the ones that you showed me that, that yeah
4: that, yeah do i still have, I, i'm pretty sure i still have them saved let me see but um yeah I've already started I've made because like I run in our current D and D campaign I'm running a source Old Blood as a paladin and uh, I have a mount that I've already printed out um and I have one of my wife's characters that she likes to play um already printed and those were kind of like my two testers to get the whole thing up and going and now I'm like all right I have a whole laundry list of things I want to build and paint and it, it the the ally just posted release the silent king
1: god Um, damn
4: (laughs) (laughs) the timing on that fuck oh wait a minute let me me go Mm. Mm. Mm (laughs) i want to reply to this oh god
1: (laughs) (laughs) but Um, that's how
4: i kind of got into it and i've loved every second of it because it it gives me a really nice creative outlet like that i didn't have before and that's super cool i love hearing that shit yeah because like my outlets before were video games the gym and fencing like my creative outlet before like moving into apartments was like playing the trumpet and like doing instrument things but i can't do that because apartments don't like loud brass instruments Um, yeah
2: that's that's fair
4: yeah it makes me sad but um like it's a it's a non-violent, non-screen time hobby, and it makes me really happy. It makes my wife really happy, um, and you know, lives life life is all about making them happy. So, um,
0: yeah, yeah, uh, yeah.
3: I wouldn't know anything about that.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: I might have been married, but I know that.
2: I think that one's more decidedly pointed at me. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, yeah, no, like I said, that that's that's awesome. I always I always love hearing how like we like the podcast has like gotten people more into like aos and, and warhammer lore and stuff yeah, that, that, that's, that's always great 100%. to hear because that was yeah. kind of the point you know <laughs>
4: yeah yeah so. and, and like it's definitely influ- and like that's why i like the competition a lot is because and i think i was expressing it to mabel and ozzy is that like it pushes me to try new things even if it doesn't work out like i think my kit bash one like i really didn't do well on um but it made me and forced me to try new things that I've incorporated into my overall painting yeah, I so would never.
0: love to participate in these things, but I've been told <laughs> that I can't. It, it 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 would be a conflict of interests. <laughs> um, and she's called not voting. <laughs> Actually, <you're laughs> to the
3: lead. Um, yeah, that that might be one <laughs> thing we do here. Um, in the coming year, though, is uh, me, Jacob, and Mitchell compete, and then everybody has to decide who did the best. Yeah. <clears throat> And it then we'll do like we'll open up voting me. to the entire uh Discord server.
0: Can I go yeah, back that'd be, be really cool. Bash competition. Oh, uh Mitchell, I I replied to your thing. Oh no, I saw. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um so how um how far do you take the the models or do you actually play games or are are you just into like just building an yeah, them and things like that or
4: yeah, I don't have a full army yet. I think I have a 1,000-point par- army. I might have a 2,000-point army if I do the math right. Well, I mean, I think, I,
2: I think most AOS games can be played at, like, 1,500 points. Gotcha. I yeah, think, there is
3: yeah. a 1,000-point um, version of the game, but <laughs> AOS really does better at the 2,000-point level. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, because, like, honestly, honestly like I mean, a you lot You
0: can of my... play up to 3,000 actually i think it would do really good at 3000 i haven't just had the chance to do that yet
2: listen at the end of the day you cut out cardboard for bases you 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 use fucking toothpicks and paper for stick figures and you and you use salt shakers for our for terrain I mean, that's have enough you,
0: <laughs> I, have you seen my aramon
2: yeah you, yeah you've seen my aramon yeah I, I i i've played against that aramon it's great <laughs>
4: You're <laughs> to see the, uh,
2: nothing like getting your ass kicked by a fucking Q-tip. <laughs> there,
4: was, there was something on the Warhammer Reddit, I think, recently, about a guy who posted a picture. It was like, during Desert Storm. Uh, yes, I know like, exactly what you're talking yes. about. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah. Uh, I was like they were using rocks and that kind of thing for for minis, and I was like, and they were like, somehow they against. acquired
2: Pepsi. yeah, they, they, yeah, they, they were I think they said they were like a tank crew yeah and they were they were playing on like on like a piece of uh, like a sheet of metal uh yeah. turnover turn barrels We're using, were using
4: rocks sticks for like for measuring just, yeah. <laughs> yeah
2: and like somehow they acquired pepsi and they were fucking playing warhammer i don't know if it was 40k or if it was fantasy yeah, i think it was
3: i think it was 40k because like 40K, i think yeah. there's like one guy in the corner standing there with like uh you know how all the codexes used to be um uh th- there weren't any hardback versions it was only paperback and there was yeah. like one guy yeah. standing in the background with like a like a sixth or seventh edition um, Eldar codex.
2: That's fucking. That's that's Or that's, fifth that's...
3: or sixth edition Eldar codex.
2: That's spectacular.
3: Yeah, no, yeah. it was pretty good.
2: If you have the drive, you can do it with basically anything.
4: Exactly. Um, but yeah, no, I haven't played a game yet. Um, a lot of my army actually, I had a very strong cavalry focus with the cold ones. And then they removed the cold ones with the new codex, and I was very sad. And, uh, Ew. Well, oh, yeah, was, they, have
2: the, they have those new cavalry units now. Yeah. I, I, was was,
4: not, uh, okay. I don't really new anymore, but I, I was half sad, half happy because the, the cold ones, I just hated painting. I, I don't know why. I just, I did not like painting the cold ones. I think it was just because, like, there was a lot of, like, little tight corners and that kind of thing, and trying to dry brush and stuff. You just, was made, just, just made it overall just kind of a bitch yeah it was it was so annoying um but at the same time like i like cavalry units and blanking because flanking. uh yeah but
3: yeah that's kind of like me with my uh with my army is i really like the hammers of sigmar mm-hmm. but ironically enough if i picked my faction based more on how like the kind of units i'd like uh i'd actually go with the oh shit what are they called um not the silver one, Mitchell. Not the ones that you like. Oh, uh, uh, What's the storm host? Hang on. Give me two seconds. I got my codex here.
0: Actually, my favorite one are the. um, um Hallowed Knights, right? No, um, they're cool and all whatnot, but it's the the purple ones. The more purplish war
3: warbringers? No. Angles of the Heldenhammer? Hammer. No. Astral Templars.
0: Yes. Yeah, they're not purple. <laughs> they're <red>. <laughs>
3: Pretty sure they're red.
2: No, they're more of a purple reddish. Hang on. Uh This is why the internet
3: exists. Well, this is also why I have my codex.
2: Their
0: one photo that no you're time. remembering of them that looks very vampiric is red armor, but they're more. Uh, they used um pink core paint.
3: No, that's the celestial warbringers, my guy. No, no. Yeah, I'm looking at. I'm looking at the official paint scheme. In the uh, Battle Tome right now, and it's the Celestial Warbringers that are uh, like that pink horror color.
0: I think you're wrong.
3: <laughs> Can you take that up with the Games Workshop? <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, Cause... I well, I'm currently looking looking it up on the fucking internet right now, and the Celestial Warbringers are purple.
3: Okay, but what about the uh, Astral Templars?
2: The Astral Templars. Give
0: me one moment. We're probably thinking of like the same color, but different names, I guess. The Astral Templars are purplish red. A lighter version of purple that looks a slightly
2: reddish kind of. (laughs) That's what what I'll give you on that one. (laughs) Hold on, let me, let me, let me, let me me dig a little deeper.
3: Are you fucking okay. kidding me? They're the same fucking color.
2: Uh, okay, no, I, I I went to fucking Warhammer's like official page for it. And like that. Yeah, it's what it's a pretty purplish red. <laughs> hey, but,
0: like, um, excuse me. My pauldrons are not white and my shield isn't white. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Correct. <I> think... <laughs> but no, um my favorite would actually be the Knights Excelsior, because the uh I every time I play, if I'm not playing dragons, I'm fielding almost exclusively paladins and um heavy oh, infantry.
0: Oh yes. No, Knights Excelsis. Yeah, so, so, uh yeah, what the, the
3: The Knights Excelsis that was a storm host that
2: was at the um the the, the, the siege of um
0: the, the they're they're based out of excelsis
2: Yeah, and that that's the storm host that's like not basically nothing but paladins, right? Yeah, yeah, I like them a lot. They're they is is no, I think it's Excelsior. and Excel, Knights Excelsior. So
3: Excel, Excelsior, something like that. Yeah, oh, we're totally like an it. Age of Sigmar podcast. And we totally know what the fuck we're talking about, yeah, bro, bro. I don't,
2: I, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know Stormcast that well. Like I'm a keep it buck. I just don't know Stormcast that well. There's a lot of fucking storm hosts and like they're neat and awesome, but like, eh. Listen, yeah. Listen, I, cos, I <laughs> <was> cause I cosplay Jurassic Park. I was gonna say lizards are supreme. That's my shtick. <laughs> All right um here's a question for you um elm uh so you're currently doing um aos are you think you're going to be getting into old world or 40k uh probably
4: not 40k just because it's confusing that's fair <laughs> I, I get lost um i'm listening to another podcast too it's called um, laying down the lore um they do a really good old war old 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 world and 40k podcast okay um Also, I think during the the last anniversary episode, uh, there was a reference made to them about tromboning, um, which I think you guys should listen just to just to understand the reference, because I think you the the verb tromboning just it it fits. Um, But I think old word, old world, maybe I'll get into like the wood elves, maybe the high elves. But I also suck at painting humanoid features. So fair. Yeah, because I, I, I got into the uh, a little bit of humanoid. I painted up a couple of miniatures for my wife for Christmas of her characters, and it came out OK. in the armor and that kind of thing. Ozzy helped me a little bit with the armor. Um, That's but good. The faces, the faces, I, I, I struggle. Listen, struggle j- j- j-
2: just make your life easy like Mitchell and, and, and play skeletons.
4: <laughs> Fair.
0: Yeah, bud. <laughs> if i'm doing old world i'm doing bretonia
2: mitchell isn't (laughs) actually a good painter he is just smart enough to paint only easy shit (laughs) wait a minute (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah
0: i
4: mean that's honestly why like i I paint a lot of lizards is because i just i got really in the habit of painting them because i won't say i'm i'm good like i I, i've been looking at some of the golden demon stuff and i'm like "Mm, i have a long way to go um don't do that
2: you're just to make yourself feel. You're just to make yourself feel shitty.
4: <laughs> no, because I I like looking at people who do of stuff better than me. Because like it gives me ideas on how to how yeah. to improve my style. Um, it's like because in in the real world I work in a paint store and like one of the things that we always tell people is like if you want to <laughs> get better, go work with somebody who's better than you because right. not fair it's, it's oh, gonna man. force you to okay. it. it's like it's like okay. competing in sports
3: so you work in a paint store have we ever told you the story about the guy who used to uh when they first introduced the uh three paints rule for tournaments did we ever tell you about the guy who uh found a way around that using three like like paint
2: cans yeah, like, yeah that was, that yeah. was in our last episode we talked I about was that, say, I was just thinking
4: about the last episode
3: yeah <laughs> that's actually so, amazing <laughs> uh since you've actually worked at a paint store do you have any comments about that
4: yeah not gonna lie I lost my shit when you guys were talking about that because that is like the worst (laughs) fucking idea to ever do because like house paint is very very thick like it's meant to protect at least for exterior stuff it's meant to protect against the elements and interior stuff it's meant to protect against like your hands and like just you know like oils on your hands and like that and exactly yeah it's very. That's why I think they like they recommend that you put like a varnish on your models because like if you don't, like over time they'll start to blacken and that kind of thing, and you won't be able to scrub it off because you'll scrub the paint off. And um
3: yeah, that reminds me. I actually still need to put a, a varnish on my my one really nicely painted Terminator. I still haven't put a fucking uh, clear coat on them
4: yet. Honestly, uh, my I, I use like Helmsman spar urethane because it have... um, won't. It won't. Um, it won't blacken from your your fingers and that kind of thing. So if you're handling it a lot, um, it will it'll protect oh, it. And just That's do a couple of thin coat, coats of that. that.
3: No, I've got some uh, some Mr. Hobby super clear mm-hmm. matte. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um and then I've got I think I've got another can from somewhere else. I'm not sure where. <laughs> but yeah, no I can, I have this uh, lacquer gloss coat from Testers mm-hmm. as well. Mhm. Um, I just haven't used it yet cause like it's a clear coat or it's a gloss coat and I much prefer matte finish.
4: Yeah, no, I usually do yep. like satin satin or something. If I'm I'm like doing like an aquatic creature, then I'll do gloss, but yeah.
0: Um, oh, by the way, no, this is also, um, I don't know if I introduced you as my fake cousin.
4: Yep. Please yep. explain. Oh this, uh, yeah. Yeah. This uh, goes way back. I think this is like back when I first joined the discord.
0: Yeah, no. So remember how I have this gigantic wardrobe in my room now?
4: Yeah,
0: yeah. Sword is of the person that got me like the hella discount from Sherwin Williams, so I can paint the wardrobe that color.
1: The <laughs> oh, <nice>. noise.
0: <laughs> and yeah. I just went up there, gave him the employee ID number, said, "I got a cousin in Baltimore." <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. That's what it is. Wait, wait. Mitchell, gotta get both you
3: and your brother. Used to work for Sherwin Williams.
0: Um, no, I never worked for Sean Williams. I just spent a lot of my childhood in a Sean Williams. <laughs> That's right. I'm sorry. Matthew
3: actually did, though, for a little while, didn't he?
0: Yeah. Um, he worked for Sean Williams when he was living here in Bryan for um, like a year or two. And then when he moved to Abilene, he was working for Sean Williams and he became an aircraft mechanic. Gotcha. Nice.
3: Yeah. And remind me, the the school he went to for aircraft mechanic, uh, was, that, was that the same school I'm at right now? Or was that up in uh, Abilene?
0: um it's the same school but in abilene i believe okay
3: gotcha so it's their abilene facility yeah gotcha
4: yeah but yeah bouncing back like using house paint to paint miles horrible idea because like like you said like it's just gonna be very very globby it's gonna be very it's, very thick. it's like mayonnaise <laughs> to yeah <be> like, fair, <laughs> i
2: think it was more about i think this is much more of a sending of a message moment yeah it was, uh, yeah, it was,
4: it was definitely like spite filled and like and and but yeah like i think like house paint in general is, is designed to dry like one to three millimeters thick depending on different qualities and that kind of thing but oh I think, yeah like,
3: that's that's horrible for models
4: yeah. Oh, uh-uh, fuck that.
2: How I mean, How mean much of a bitch do you think it'd be to get that shit off of the actual model? Oh, that'd hey, be such a nightmare.
0: Hey, some people still do that with just Citadel paint. <laughs> <laughs> dip, 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 dip. Done.
4: <laughs> yeah, that's as long rare, as it yeah. doesn't break the
2: rules. Yeah, I mean, that... That I mean, yeah, I can't... I can't blame them. I might judge them, but I can't blame them.
3: Yeah. Yeah. That's one thing that uh I do myself is I... uh down here, we're close. Uh, I actually have a cousin who lives like 10 minutes down the road from uh the Reaper paint like manufacturing facility. Ooh. And so, the, really the base cool yellow that I use on my Terminator that's actually a Reaper paint, hmm.
4: yeah. A lot of my primers I, and my, my gloss finishes I get from Sherwin, um, just because I like the clear coats, but yeah. um,
3: well, I mean, it makes sense you like you would be the one to know, yes,
4: yeah. <laughs> um. But like I really like using their spray, their spray varnishes, just because it gets in all like the nooks and crannies, and I don't have to worry about it. Um, for competition stuff, I'll go and get like Citadel. Like for like the the last competition and this one, because Sam can I got like a Citadel primer, just because I really like the way that their primer works. It's as expensive as I shit. I really
0: so. like their primers. Yeah. To me, it it's really so makes a nice. difference. Oh
4: yeah, yeah. yeah it's, like it's everybody, so
0: nice. everybody says just use Rustoleum or Krylon. I'm like, no, there yeah. is a difference here. <laughs>
4: Yeah, yeah, like yeah, so. Like, really for, like for my basic foot units, I'll use Krylon, because um, like I'll get like a ten ten dollar can for like forty percent off. Eh. Oh, nice. <laughs>
3: oh shit, yeah, yeah, very,
2: very nice.
4: <laughs> but like for like the actual like competitions or like models like that, I really want to make look nice. I'll use the Citadel one because I just, I just really like the finish because it, it goes on really really thin and you can see more of the the model, and that. It, it just looks nice. I, I don't really have another word for it. But...
1: I mean, I mean yeah. If like it
2: looks good, can. it looks good. If it you like good, it and yeah. it looked good, then it looked good. Nothing else yep. to it. Exactly. But, yeah. All right. I have a, I, 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 I have a question for you that I, I'm genuinely curious about. Okay. So, excluding the uh, Seraphon episode, because I don't want you to cop out, um, <laughs> uh, favorite episode and why?
4: Hmm, that that's a solid question. Um, yeah, I,
2: I, I got to take out the Seraphon episode because I feel like that'd be too easy.
4: Honestly, the one I forget which number it was, but the one where you guys talked about Catacross a little bit. Um, oh, I the you guys Bone Reaper? Yeah, yes. yeah, the OCR Bone Reaper one. That was a good yeah. one. That was a really good because one. Just yeah. as a just as a like a sword guy, like I love having... Heroes that are just like, "Hey, I'm really fucking good with a sword. Come fight me." Um, yeah, had Cat across yeah. using the power of his just natural skill versus Archeon's bullshit. Exactly. Like, I think I think that, and like also, you guys went a little bit more into like the lore. I think uh, I think it was the Battle of the Eight Points, or when whenever Nagash tried to come back and and take it.
2: Yeah, um, that that I that I think that was like the oh, first yes. part of the, that was the first part of the Battle of the Eight Points when the yeah. when Catacross and the Oziarchs went there, and I think um the Night Hunt went there too, and Lady Olander uh one v one uh Bellacore.
4: right, and that's why like, she cursed him. I really really enjoyed that episode um just because like as a lizardman simp um I just didn't really pay attention to a lot of the other ones um and I don't like Nagash because I think he's a dickhead, but.
0: Oh. No, no, that's pre- that's a pretty accurate
4: assessment. <laughs> uh, uh, that's
0: what that's what makes Nagat. That's what makes Nagash great.
4: Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. It's like he's like, <laughs> like he's him. like, he's like Darth Vader. Like he's a villain, but you love him and you also hate him because like, like he's a child yeah. murdering sociopath. But, but his, his, his <laughs> for some, character, for some his...
2: people, that's just the vibe.
4: <laughs> exactly. But it's just like that 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 idea of that a villain is so has such a rich in-depth backstory that you ha you just end up loving him because you can see him rising and falling rising and falling and like overcoming and then being overcome um, yeah, I, and i, I really I like that kind of vibe
2: for all for what i find fucking hilarious about a is for all of his super rich in-depth and deep lore it you can basically come it down to what you just said which is whether you love him or you hate him it's because he's a dickhead <laughs> yes and you can just condense all of his lore into that one fucking sentence yeah and i and i just find that hilarious and when you think about it it's almost kind of like a masterful stroke of storytelling that you can condense all that lore into that one saying but it somehow is still good lore yes yeah and that that, that, that's why i like nagash like he's a fucking prick and like probably needs to die but also like good
4: character yeah no 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 real complaints Yeah, I got to the point in End Times where he, like, I think he devoured the old Death God, and I was like, well, he's gonna be around for a bit. Yeah. Yep. Spoilers. Sorry. Spoilers. (laughs) Oh, God, oh no.
3: (laughs) Oh, no. Spoilers for End Times. (gasps) Whatever
2: shall we do? Well, listen, the gash (laughs) brought the devouring Death Gods vibe from Old World into AOS, because he promptly did the same shit, so. Exactly. Well, I know, um... Throughout the episode so far, we have brought up a couple times that you're a, you you're, you're a sword guy, so uh,
4: why don't you, yeah. you, you, you and some fencing and whatnot. So why don't you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, uh, I love swords. Um, and yes, yeah, I've been doing it for about 14 years, all uh, coming up on 14 years now, I guess. Um, started like way back in eighth grade. After I was always a you know huge King Arthur, Robin Hood, uh, Star Wars fan. Yeah, gotcha. uh, just never never grew up and when everyone else was like respectable childhood
2: up, understandable <laughs> yeah oh, 100% yeah not, exactly. not, no, no, no comments on that
3: that just sounds neat
4: <laughs> um and like everyone else like around me started growing up and I was like you know what I don't want to grow up from that part of me and we're just going to like turn it into something that actually you know has some vindication so I'm gonna look around for fencing and I think the the <coughs> tipping point was my cross-country coach in middle school um always had a a Friday night movie and we watched the princess bride and that was Uh like, yeah, that was the the tipping point. Um, like was, it was building, it was building and then that just pushed it over the edge. Um, and so I went to my parents and I'm like, Hey, you know, I want to take up fencing. And my parents like, um, they always made sure we had enough, but there wasn't a lot of extra. So they were like, all right, if you really want to do this, here's your, here's, here's the requirements. Has to be under fifty bucks a month. Has to have all the gear provided. Has to be close, and the f- the instructor has to be legitimate. Yeah, no, uh, no, no shady shit. Exactly. Yeah. and so i
2: found oh, that's actually, place... that that's actually a decently hard checklist to come by with over oh yeah they didn't with, they didn't with
4: including no shady shit <laughs> yeah they they didn't think i was gonna find a place um so i found a place that was i
2: found a place jokes on them <laughs>
4: exactly i found a place that was two doors down from our church um i found it was like 45 bucks a month all the gear was provided And the guy used to be in the top hundred fencers in the nation.
2: God damn! Oh wow, yeah, you hit the fucking jackpot.
4: And we're pretty sure he was higher than just the top hundred because his wife started like giving my mom the full thing, and he was like, "Please stop." (laughs) Um, (laughs) But come to find out later, Um, so in the world of fencing, very similar to martial arts, there's different, um, there's different schools. Like you know, there's Taekwondo and there's Muay Thai, there's yeah, you know, Karate, and then. In each of those there's different subsets of of schools. Um in fencing, it's a very it's kinda of like by Western country. So there's like Italian fencing, French fencing, English, Germanic, Austria Hungary, okay. like all, how, all that kind how, of stuff. How
2: how different are the variations? Are they all like D- e- e- e, like like slight differences yeah. but pretty similar, or are they like drastic differences in those styles?
4: Yeah, I would say that like between the different styles, like you can definitely see how far removed they are from its predecessor and its predecessor's predecessor. So, like, the Italians invented fencing. Uh, there's going to be a lot of people who can test me on that. Um, there's a lot of argument that the Spanish, Germans, French, and Italians invented fencing, but... Um, In your opinion, it was the Italians and everyone else can suck it? Yeah, basically because the Italians invented the rapier. And the rapier was kind of the start a fencing now i will say like the french germans and spanish like definitely refined it a lot and And, i'm gonna give them a lot of props
3: talk about fencing you're talking about like a distinct difference between fencing and what uh like some people would call like HEMA, like historical european martial arts with like long swords and things like that you're talking specifically more like rapier saber and epit and foil and things like that
4: a little bit so so basically the world of fencing is kind of in a very troubled place, I would say, right now. Because, um, oh, that's not good. Yeah, the, the sport was kind of dying pre COVID. Ironically, COVID did something and it became a very, very fast rising sport in the US. Um, but at that's at like the whole six game. feet apart, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> there's, there's a whole meme about it. Um, but yeah, like. In the 1900s, it became a very elitist sport. Very, very expensive. very Not only for gear, but for lessons as well. Like, like, only oh, kind high, of like a like only high society. Almost. Exactly. Like it was meant to be like you know the, the, the nobility of modern society gets, gets to participate and nobody else. We
2: can't have uh, dirty
4: commoners in our fencing, God forbid. Right. And so the Olympics... I'm trying not to lay too much blame on people, but the Olympics, I would say, is not what fencing is intended to be, and there's going to be a lot of people who fight me on that. Um, well, that's fine. Uh, this this, this well, is this your it's, opinion. It's not like, it's you're, it's like this yeah. is the oh, only
0: way. I was going
4: to say, like, well, it's,
3: like, it's just like how in MMA fighting, um, some people will say things like, "Sorry, Randy, I heard my YouTube I heard, background yeah. I
2: heard. I heard the cat.
3: Um, but no, so <laughs> it's just like how in when you look at, like, martial arts and uh, MMA fighting and things like that, some people will look at Taekwondo, Taekwondo and go, like, oh, well, that's not a real martial arts because it was developed exclusively right. for uh, fighting in tournaments. Whereas, like, right. you know, you look at something more like Muay Thai, Muay Thai is a type of martial arts that's still taught today in military settings as a for- as a way to kill someone in hand-to-hand right. combat.
4: Right. And, and that's, like, kind of the thing. It's, like, so... What you see in the Olympics is very if you if anyone has ever had experience with martial arts uh, in a lot of tournaments, there's this whole idea of point sparring. Yeah, um, and point sparring yeah. is basically the first person to make a touch they score. doesn't matter what. It, you can if they touch you in like your hip and you immediately clock them with your foot across their jaw, doesn't matter. they get the point because they got it first. Yeah. Now, um, before this continues, I, I want to ask a question. Um,
2: <laughs> does that do you think that? Point sparring puts certain styles at at disadvantage and
4: other styles at advantage. Personal styles, yes. um, like Italian, French, that kind of I think they all have their different strengths. Um, and if the user is is well acquainted enough in each tradition, it they're gonna be able to work it to their advantage. So like okay. so for instance, a, I started with the Italian, um, and I've had a very heavy French influence throughout my fencing career. Um, The Italians are very, very aggressive. Like, they want to start with the blades in contention with each other, and they're trying to basically wrestle command of each other's blade away from the other person. Versus the French are going to sit back, they're going to avoid blade contact, and they're going to try and lure their opponent into a trap. Um, And so there's different strengths with that mentality. It's kind of like, um, you know the best defense is a good offense or the best offense is a good defense. It's kind of like, like it's almost like the, the, the
2: unstoppable object versus the un, uh, the unmovable object kind of thing. Yeah. Or unstoppable
4: force beats unmovable object. Exactly. And so when you have that mentality, you what I always tell my students, as I stole this from one of my instructors is there's like kind of three big elements to fencing and it's the tactics, the theory and the technique. And, you know, the tactics are how you implement the technique. The theory is why you do the technique, and the technique is actually how you do it. But they all kind of bleed into each other in a giant cyclical effect that you have to have all three and be thinking about all three if you want to be an exceptional fencer. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah no, 100%. Yeah, and so kind of bouncing back, like um, with the Italian and French stuff that I've done, a lot of it kind of starts with the weapons that you see in the Olympics because the weapons you see in the Olympics were made to be safety implements. Like they weren't they weren't meant to be, you know, combat weapons, but they were meant to train for the combat weapons. Because when they originally started fencing and using it as a sport and actually trying to train people, their only safety measures they took a rapier or a small sword, they took a piece of leather and wrapped it around the end of it and, and called it good. That was the only <laughs> safety measure. And it was a sharp <laughs> sword. Oh, that's so amazing. after a, f- a few masters and students started dying of sepsis uh, <laughs> <laughs> they started implementing you only if yeah only a that's, that's all mining. it
2: takes that's what we call acceptable losses <laughs> exactly they,
4: only they
0: takes, started, um i think seven deaths for Tech dot to build a bridge <laughs> that's actually awful
2: Jesus Christ. <laughs>
0: a little bit. Well, now
2: I'm looking at the now I'm well, at like, that bridge over by, so over by the
3: Bucky's and I'm like, "Why are you here?" <laughs> it's funny that you mention uh that like only a few people had to die because I remember one thing that was really popular back in the 20s in Ger- in like late 1800s early 1900s in Germany um was that uh <clears throat> people Would get into sword fights, and they do like mm-hmm. sparring sword fights, and then they would intentionally like mark each other's like faces or whatnot with yeah. scars because that, that was, was seen individual. as like very handsome at the time. Which is actually why. Oh, whenever yeah, you look I at know exactly.
4: They're talking like,
3: about
2: the guys. They have like,
4: special masks for it that they would have like these leather caps that they would cover their throat and like the tops of their heads and leave their cheeks exposed, so yeah. that they purposely like if there was a head cut. It would deflect it down to cut their, their cheeks and give them scars and that kind of I, thing. It was really, really yeah, which messed is, up.
3: Which is why whenever you look at pictures of um, – I hate to say it, but like these are the most easy and iconic pictures you're going to find. But if you look at iconic pictures of like Nazi high Nazis. command, a bunch of them have scars mm-hmm. on their faces. And it's because in their 20s, they'd been part of these like dueling groups that would do that exactly i
2: I remember reading something on that and i am like 90 percent sure this is what it said but it's been a while since i read it but i think they would also like pack those cuts and shit with like horse hair or something like that to Mm -hmm. make them more
4: exaggerated yep yep shit's wild yeah no fencing yeah it's got a wild history um but like even like when they first like came out with masks to protect your face it was considered, like, a dishonor, and you were, like, insulting your enemy because you didn't trust them to not hit your face. Because a lot of the, a lot, some of the weapons, like, the face was, like, or at least prefer some of the, um, the bouts, like, the face would not be called a target. But just because... so it's saying, like, I think you suck, so I'm wearing defensive gear. Yes, exactly. And, like, when they first started wearing gloves, like, the reason why you see, like, a lot of traditional fencers only wearing one glove is because to shake gloved hands with somebody else was seen as an insult because originally you would start shaking someone's hand to check if they had a weapon and it was a sign of trust like hey I don't have a weapon here but if you're wearing a glove it's really really easy to conceal another weapon um, and so that's why you'll see like a lot of traditional fencers they have one gloved hand one ungloved hand and the ungloved hand is usually their, their non-sword hand and they would use that to shake hands at the beginning or end of a match. Oh well, that's neat mm-hmm. Yeah Yeah <laughs> Um, but yeah, yeah,
3: no, that's, it, the, it that's seems- actually the same reason why um uh people go like cheers and they clink their glasses together is because it used to be back in the medieval days. Uh, the reason you'd go cheers is you do it to like um, if you had for instance, if you had like a visiting dignitary and you were like sealing a deal or something like that, but as a form of trust, everybody would, sl- would slam their drinks together and slosh all their drinks together back in the time where it was either wood or metal were the cups of choice. And so all the drinks would mix together. That way, if anybody was poisoned, everybody got poisoned. Oh, man. It's so cool. It's It's also the the
0: Roman handshake. So me and my brother, we're idiots, and we do the Roman handshake a lot. Mm -hmm. So we just slap each other's forearms. But that was kind of a sign of, like, I'm checking if you don't have a hidden knife on your forearm. That's the entire point of that handshake. It's, It's not a handshake. It's an arm shake um yeah. So it's the same concept of that.
2: Yeah, I think Greece. that it's. I think it's so cool that the, that a lot, a lot of the ways that a, we, as a modern society, greet and celebrate together, spawn from people trying to murder each other. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, not trusting one another. <clears throat> Humans are great.
4: Um, but yeah, so like fencing has come a long way, and that's why like a lot of the swords bend now and that kind of thing because fencing has gone from one of the more dangerous martial arts to the safest martial art on the planet because we have so much safety equipment. Yeah. Um, however, what ended up happening with the Olympics is they started taking that and treating them as if they were real swords, which is not a bad mentality to have, especially it's like the idea of like, you know, when you're on the practice range, the weapon is a weapon. Um, yeah, you know, whatever uh, you're shooting. Treat, is treat all whatever. guns is loaded type thing. Right. And it's the same mentality, but what ended up happening is um, people are like, oh no, this is the pinnacle of fencing. And then if you've ever used like an actual weapon that's going to stand up in combat with repeated like full force blows the the fencing swords just won't won't stand up and they won't act they won't be whip bending and back and forth and all that so yeah it's to kind why of like back... you'll
3: see it's why you'll see guys who practice like hema and things like that and it's like oh yeah i'm a professional fencer i'm here to like win a hema tournament and all the hema guys turn and look at each other and go what the fuck did this joker
4: just say uh-huh Exactly. So, like, I would say what I do is right in the middle of Olympic and HEMA stuff. So we use a lot of the Olympic weapons as our foundation because they were originally developed to to teach and to teach control. And once you have that control down, then you can start working backwards through history. And so, like, a lot of the first weapons that my, my students will pick up will be sabers or rapiers or small swords or something like that. And then keep going back to where history until about the medieval period, and so like I do train people with the longsword, the arming sword, the great sword, the bastard sword, um, and the stick fighting that goes along with that. Like I love stick fighting; it's a lot of fun because you get the same movements and same actions as you do with a longsword, and like half the injuries. Um, because
1: yeah, yeah, because like
4: I think my smallest my smallest um, heavy weapon right now would be my small sword, and the next one would be the an arming sword that. I actually had a really cool experience. I got to make it. Um, oh, shit. Yeah, no. If you guys are ever, like, up in the PA area just east of Harrisburg, there's this this smithy that does um, uh, classes. And one of the classes is you can make a knife, you can make an axe, or you can make a sword. Um, and you have a, a blank, and they take you through the whole process um and my brother came up um just before thanksgiving and we we went and did that this this past november that's actually really fucking cool it was so cool it was like like aside of like religious and um romantic things aside top five experiences of my life (laughs) yeah um and you still have that you still have that sword to this day right oh yeah no it's 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 sitting right next to me it's i'm i've been like kind of fussing with it ever since you know we started recording Uh, (laughs) um But that is my smaller. I have that one, which is it's an arming sword. So an arming sword was usually measured by the wielder's arm. That's why it was literally from your fingertips to your shoulder. <laughs> um, and that's like the blade length. And um it's it's about three pounds. But imagine like swinging a three pound sledgehammer around and like doing damage As with it, or even someone
3: like... who owns a three pound uh blacksmith hammer for mm-hmm. um various different tool work and things like that like yeah i i get that
4: yeah, yeah it will it will fuck you up like um even even just like the regular practice weapons the, the like the, the fencing saber that you see in the olympics can crack your ribs Oh um, yeah, yeah i mean it just goes in the, into
2: the thing of like you know treat all weapons as loaded treat all all exactly. training weapons as that uh, treat them all as if they have the capacity to maim and or kill you because realistically they kind of do
4: exactly and that's like one thing that my like we the way we track your training in in my world of fencing is like we, we go by lineage and so it's it's very like your master's master and your master's master kind of like how jedi um in star wars like you know yoda's lineage was going from yoda to dooku to the uh, Qui-Gon, qui-gon to obi-wan, Obi-Wan to anakin, anakin to ahsoka um and so on and so forth like Kind of going through that same same kind of thing. So like my master's master learned from the guy who learned from the guy who brought Italian fencing to America. Um, Wait, wait, hold
2: on. Was that you making an example, or is that actually real?
4: No, that's real. No, like that's That's really cool. Yeah. So my my instructor um, learned from a guy named John Sullins, who um, is a very very well known fencer um, in the historical world, who learned from uh, a guy named um william goggler who learned from a guy who named was named aldo nadi and aldo and neo nadi they were brothers are considered the best fencers of the 1900s wow um, wow yeah like period hands down Damn. um and aldo is one of the last people that we know of that fought a public duel um like wow. death First blood to first blood, first blood got you. Um, using I think they used EPEs, um, because EPEs before I think the 90s, don't quote me on that. Um, the 1890s were, or 1990s, 19, 1990s, um, which doesn't make this a lot better. The The whole scoring system was called uh, something called a point de ray, which was instead of like a rubber tip or an electronic tip at the end, there was these three sharpened metal prongs at the end of it, and uh, the way you would score is like. Um, originally, when it was developed, you would you know cut somebody's chest. Um, but casually, then, uh, just casually, you know, as you do. <clears throat> and then, um, as they put more and more protection in we had like canvas jackets, the the points would catch on the jacket and jerk the jacket. And that's how you'd know that there was a a touch scored. Um, but, yeah, like my my first master, i won't I won't give his name because he's he's still kicking around. I don't want him to be de- 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 dedosed. Um, right. Gotcha. But um, he uh, he had like a whole like box of gloves in our first armory that were just covered in blood. <laughs> oh shit, <laughs> oh, Jesus! <laughs> but even even my jacket, like going back to like swinging those big swords are dangerous. Like even with my jacket, like I got hit by a a, ha- a bastard sword one time, and it hit with such force that it like. Twisted my skin underneath the jacket and ripped it open. Um, So there's like a nice little blood spot on my on my canvas jacket, um, which that was lovely. It was not fun. I was (laughs) I was being I was being dumb. I had been going for like two hours and I should have stopped like a half an hour earlier. And like I was like dealing with a lot of muscle fatigue and I just missed a parry and it came down on my arm hard. And uh, I was I was being dumb. I should have stopped earlier. And that but.
3: sounds like the, uh, uh. Oh, what did they used? To, whenever you we were kids, and you'd grab someone's arm with mm-hmm. Indian, in Indian, really burn. Indian burn. burn, Indian, burn. Yeah, yeah that yeah. sounds Indian like burn. like the the Indian <laughs> the Indian burns Indian burn.
2: Listen, yeah, listen, 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 Isaac, Isaac. This is what I gotta say about that.
4: Dumb mistakes turn into wisdom. Oh yeah. <laughs> And good stories, and like that's something my dad always said is like you know life is all about making stories. So as long as you walk away from a situation with a good story, you know you came out a winner, yep, exactly hundred yep. percent uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's that's my fencing in a nutshell. Um, I, so I, everything I... from the I'd say the middle ages to the present uh, is was what I've worked with.
2: I have a a question about like um uh, styles and whatnot uh, the, the two the two examples you gave were italians are very ex- or more aggressive and the french style was more kind ca- of trying to like mental and more lure lure their opponent to a trap if mm-hmm. you were to have two people who were doing the italian style like how would that go would it just be like whoever was the more aggressive would normally win or does the style change because you're facing someone who is basically a mirror match to you
4: yeah that that is definitely a thing so like um so a really good instance is like my my brother and sister um also picked up fencing after I did, which you know made my mom thrilled. Um, but,
2: <laughs> All know. of my children are hungry for blood.
4: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like my brother, like specializes in the rapier. My sister specializes in knife knife combat. Oh um, God! Yes, yeah, Christ. Uh, she's she's a bloodthirsty little one. Um, <laughs> I say little one. She's she's an adult now. But um,
0: uh,
4: your your siblings are going to hear this episode, and one of them will stab you. I'm sure. Oh yeah, no, definitely. I'm I'm seeing one of them later this week, and I'm, I'll I'll text it to her because she was very excited. But, um, but yeah. So like when we fence each other, because we all came up in the Italian style, um, there's a lot of pushing and shoving. <laughs> How does uh,
2: fencing go in the Elmsford household?
4: Aggression. <laughs> aggression. Just complete aggression. Just um, doom music plays. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, and then I wonder why I didn't have a girlfriend until 21. Um, <laughs> and uh, like she knew what she cute, was But I to. think he wants to kill me all the time. <laughs> That's OK. My So my wife, it was really funny. So one of my really, really good friends, um, I was actually his best man uh, at his wedding. He was my martial arts instructor in college. Um, so his full time job is he's a, um, he's a martial arts instructor at a mixed martial arts gym down in uh, Tennessee. And he's, I believe he's got his uh, third or fourth uh, degree. Uh, Nene, if you're listening to this, please don't hurt me. Um, in <laughs> and his second degree in Muay Thai. And he's working on, I want to say, jujitsu um, as well. Or Brazilian jujitsu, I think. Um, like, he's scary good at martial arts. If I remember um, correctly,
2: jujitsu is the act of folding clothes with the people still in them, right? Yes, exactly.
4: Gotcha. Um, and, uh, he, I, I, remember him saying about my wife, uh, one time is like, she scares me. Um, <laughs> it like, yeah. my <laughs> wife it was like that person on campus who was just like head to toe leather and like is also super tall and super imposing and like everyone was terrified of her. Um, but she's like a giant sweetheart once you get to know her and like, and like literally my best friend. Um, but she, awesome. she's, she's very scary. <laughs> and I do not See, like. See, now all you angry. need to
3: do is get her to learn how to, you know, become a knife fighter, and now she's truly terrifying. <laughs>
4: oh yeah, no, I'm
2: working on it. I'm working on it. Have, have the work. intimidation factor and the murder factor. What more could you
4: want? Yeah, exactly.
3: <laughs> what and more could you want more. in a spouse? And she's an amazing.
4: <laughs> like the reason I do the dishes is because, like, she she could literally open her own restaurant because she, she's just that she's good. For, a,
3: for, r- r- and if you don't, respect. she'll fucking fold you in half. <laughs> <laughs>
4: exactly. <laughs>
2: Yeah, listen, I listen, I do the dishes not because like like there's obviously an obligation there, but it's also the threat of impending doom definitely helps with the motivation. <laughs> <laughs>
4: oh, yeah. oh yeah. And plus like she knows okay. where I sleep, so she can She just can't hear me. anyway, so she can't hear you talk, smack. Nah, she'll she'll probably listen to this episode. So I I will send this to her personally <laughs> somehow. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, so like bouncing back, like when I fence my brother or my sister, it's a very aggressive, it's very... We're trying to maneuver the other person's blade into a place where it gives us an opening on the other person. Versus if I was f- facing a French person, I wouldn't be able to do that as much as because every time I engage onto their blade, they just disengage. And You're waiting, yeah. It's, it. it's like, where's the landmine I'm going to step on that's going like, to bite me in the ass if I'm not careful. Right. And so like when I fence a, an Ital- or a French person, like I'm like, all right, in the back of my head... I need to be conscious that they're going to not want to engage me, so I have to wait for the opportune moment. Uh, shout out Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, to <laughs> 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 to uh, I love that line from from Pirates. I'm also a huge Pirates of the Caribbean fan, which you know. I just restarted
0: watching the all movies like this last right. week, so I got to watch the second
4: one now. They're good. They're good movies. Yeah, think, Well, the solid. first one. Yeah. Um, and the first three years ago, I just wouldn't. I wouldn't we start. We don't talk about movies. the other ones. <laughs> I'll watch them if I'm drunk and bored. Um, I know. No, there we go. I, no, that's
3: fair. That's fair.
4: If I'm, that's which like which is a very I, rare occasion because I like. That's do like
3: Sharknado. Know. One of the people I used to work with, he was always like, "Yeah, <laughs> Sharknado is a great movie to watch if you're drunk off your ass and everyone else is drunk off your ass and you're not watching the movie, you're just laughing at everything going wrong."
4: Oh yeah, no, I had a so like one of my main games before I started getting into like uh warhammer and i also play like a lot of warframe um is yeah, that a uh, good game. nerd was yeah is uh star wars the old republic the uh the mmo <laughs> bro player. yeah yeah buddy i
2: play, I play that currently
4: <laughs> oh you do yeah Ooh, let me let me know because I, I i've oh, been sheesh. just depending on uh life I, i've been trying to get back into it because it's it's honestly like my favorite game of all time well i'll like, well, i, well, all time I start, it's my favorite game
2: oh it's a great fucking game i i started playing it like when i was a, like a junior in high school mm-hmm. and, and i got to like max level and there and it was there, there was the first round of d of dlc or, or, or expansion which was the the, the hutt cartel stuff mm-hmm. but then i but then i but then i hopped out of it and i got back into it like last year and i just oh. recently got back to like the Hut cartel level of like character so i'm working my way through all those
4: dlc and whatnot Oh yeah, you're in for you're in for a ride. Um, I think there's I still they just put another one in, in recently that well not well you know uh,
2: they change they, they change companies they they actually um mm-hmm. the, a, a I think different it's like company broadsword owns
4: broadsword now broadsword
2: I yeah know, so I I,
4: I'm actually really interested to
2: see how how if, if they change the narrative at all or what or what
4: they do with yeah. It, but like, but I think, yeah I think I think but um the old company I I want to say it was Bethesda was uh, it kind of stagnated um I think it was Bioware Bioware that's what I'm that's what I'm thinking of um started with a b um and um i think it just stagnated a little bit and i think that there was no new there there wasn't like a whole lot of development but ever since i think the new company has taken over they've they have a lot of content planned and i'm really that's good That's good.
2: it's a great game out i'm happy to see that it's continuing but here's the real question here's the real question though dark side or light side
4: jedi sentinel all the way baby
2: uh see that's the wrong answer correct answer is both (laughs) <laughs> so, but, uh, no. but uh but uh sith sith juggernaut right here uh, yeah, i i, yeah, I yeah, am yeah. evil i am evil tank
4: yeah no I, I i enjoy both sides but um yeah no i fun fact i whenever they make a new server i purposely go onto that server and make a placeholder character to hold the name Elmsword. um
2: <laughs> that's <laughs> fair that, that's fair because like wow. when i started doing
4: the server merging and that kind of thing they were like you know people who've had the, they, they were like if you have the same username you know, when we're going to look at a couple different criteria. We're going to look at um, it, whoever's had the account the longest, whoever's played more, and who um, has been the most recent and active. So, like, you could have, like, the same name as somebody who played for, like, two years straight but then hasn't touched the game in eight years and you've been playing for the last three years and then you would get the, you would get the priority on the, on the username. So, like, you know, oh, that's I'm one of the only... I'm one of the only Elm Swords out there and I want to keep it that way. Um, <laughs> no, that's, that's
2: uh, fair. Listen, um, like, like El, El, Elm Sword like one
4: or O two 2 or something, it doesn't have the same ring to it. No, I, I am I am the original. I think that I've met one other Elm Sword in the entire history of gaming and that was like in League of Legends. And I still beat that person to it, so. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. Um, now that I put this on the internet, there's I'm never going to be able to have it again, but it's okay. Um, I have it on. That on is the way SWotor, of the internet,
3: yes. <laughs> yeah.
4: I have it on Tour, and that's all that matters. Most
3: definitely.
4: Um, <laughs> uh, that, and, uh, that and Warframe. But um, yeah, no, I, I really, really enjoy that game. It's, it's I think it still holds the record for the most expensive game ever made. And I think the, um, or at least it the most that. expensive Star Wars game. Yeah, uh,
3: I was about to say, have you heard of this little game called Star Citizen?
4: Yeah, yeah, fair. Wow. And then I think it also still holds the record for the most number of cinematic cutscenes in a game. Um,
2: that, no, that makes, makes sense. sense. That makes a lot yeah. of sense actually. They're fucking fantastic, though. Oh yeah. I really oh, wish yeah. they. Honestly, I like. I, I almost. I just wish they would like a Switch movie with like just like the lore and shit. The cutscenes like are just fire.
4: Yeah. They're and like the trailers. Like I don't know if you guys have watched like the trailer. Yeah. Like, All of them multiple well, times. My gosh. Yes. Oh my gosh! Whenever like I'm feeling down, I just I just plug one in. I'm like, mm, yes, <laughs> happy juice chemicals, yay! <laughs> oh man,
3: yeah. if we want to talk about some good cinematics, though, like obviously we have to t- have to talk about Astartes.
2: mm-hmm.
3: bro,
1: mm-hmm.
3: bro. Watch, well, hold on. Noise
2: be- before be- before we switch topics, I have to potentially set Swords Family on fire. Mm-hmm. In your opinion, who's the better uh, who who's the better uh, uh,
4: Swords person? You. Or your, which, out of you and your siblings, who's the so, best? So, considering that both my brother and sister four years ago had catastrophic knee injuries, like within like three months of each other. No. Um,
2: oh, you
0: an advantage? Wow,
2: wow <laughs> isn't that a fucking coincidence?
4: <laughs> uh, yeah, no. So, my, my sister was skiing and she came around a bend and um, there was just a bunch of line of snowboarders. Because uh, I'm originally oh, from man. New York. There's just a line of snowboarders and she plowed into one of them and it just. Fucked up her knee, and she's on year yeah. year four of recovery. Jesus, I'm and starting to hear that. My brother, my, it wasn't four years for my brother, but like, in, I think it was two or three years ago. He he had picked up jujitsu, and oh he, fuck, yeah, he had someone on his back, and he was on one knee, and he planted one knee, and we we think what we think was happen is the the knee that was planted. Was too far forward and was like over the toes. And then if anyone knows anything about like proper like squatting technique, you never put your toes over your knee over your toes. Yeah. And he tried to stand up and the entire mm. thing exploded. like Oh, oh, oh God. God. Oh, God. For those that are not squeamish, I'm uh, just like fast forward. For okay. those who are squeamish, I, 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 I want to say something. I weird. think it's too late it's because, for a spoiler like,
0: warning. <laughs> <laughs> because like hockey is completely different in this terms of like you're supposed to get your knee over your toes to provide that right. extra like power. But hockey is really easy on the knees. It's right. really hard on the hips.
4: Right. <laughs> God. And need- so basically what oh. happened is a ligament snapped. It shot his kneecap back. It cracked in half, sheared off a part of his femur and sent all of his cartilage through a blender. Oh, um he's made a full recovery um that's good yeah like he actually ended up coming and stopping by my school the same week that he came up to do the the sword stuff um and he was my condolences
2: to your fucking sister and brother good god
4: yeah Yeah, so my sister (laughs) is like unfortunately like had to like spend her entire like undergraduate career um going to physical therapy every week and, and that kind of thing. Um, her, but, her
2: injury is recoverable, isn't it? Right. Like she like it yeah, is going. Is yeah, going it's I mean, it's good. going that's to get year. better. It's
4: just it's just going to take a while because there that was like, a, miss, a misdiagnosis at the start. And oh, a fucking uh, horse there was. Yeah. And that delayed treatment by a full year. Like so it, was, it was a full year before they caught the I, uh,
3: uh, Whenever I was a kid, I knew a guy who was a black belt in martial arts. He was in high school and I was in middle schoolish. Um but whenever I knew him, he was saying that yeah, he had been a black belt, uh, but he'd had to stop for a while because one day he showed up while his school was doing a bunch of uh like photo shoots and things like that. And they were like, Hey, you wanna come here and like do some quick photo shoots for us while you're here since you're one of our younger black belt holders? And he was like, Yeah, sure, totally. And he didn't stretch right. Oh no. Oh fuck. And he went in and he did a high kick. And they oh, took no. a photo right as this happened, and he did a high kick without stretching properly, and they literally oh, caught the moment on film that his uh, hamstring snapped.
4: Oh, oh no. Yep. Oh, I would look look love to have that scene. Like,
0: if oh. if can strapped, I would love to have that picture. Though. Yeah, they literally
3: oh, caught no. his expression. Uh, so, like, in. Uh, On this picture, they caught his expression, like, at the halfway point where he realized what had happened, and literally you can see the blood draining from his face. Oh.
4: Oh my gosh. That's but horrible. this was also
3: the same this was the same kid who uh, damn near sliced his leg in half with a chainsaw and walked up. <laughs> walked in to his mother and was like mom we need to go to the hospital and she's like why as he's standing there holding his artery shut with his finger and he pulls his finger out and goes cause I'm bleeding as blood starts like shooting out of his artery and he jams his finger back in and he's like I think we need to go to the hospital it's like
2: why do we have to go? Uh, cause I'm dying <laughs> Yeah. Oh
4: my gosh.
2: God, you know what that reminds me of? I, I, I my father had a friend. He, he had an old friend. My, my dad and him were both into um dirt bikes when they were younger. Like they, they raced semi professionally mm-hmm. and whatnot. And so, uh, this happened. I want to say the, I think it was my first year of college when my father told me about this. That his friend, who they're they're both well into their fifties at this point, or, or well into their forties at this point, and um he had acquired a dirt bike. And he was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go do dumb dirt bike shit, like I would, like I am a young twenty year old uh, with minimal safety." And um, he, I forget exactly what it, what he did. I think he, um, like he, he crashed in some in some capacity. But mm-hmm. uh, basically, um, when he crashed, he essentially like completely and totally detached his
4: ACL. Oh my gosh!
2: And he was like out in some backwoods track with like no one around. <laughs> oh no and so he kind of just laid there in agonizing pain unable to contact anyone because like his phone didn't have service and shit until his wife came and got it like four hours later she was like i didn't know where the fuck you were so i came to the track and he got that he was just like uh uh and she's like oh oh this is a fucking problem and like yeah no he he basically like essentially if if like if he had had somehow managed if he had somehow managed to cut into his leg into the back If he had someone managed to cut at the back of his knee, his ACL would have just, like, fallen out.
4: Oh, my gosh.
2: Like, it was, yeah. like, uh, completely detached.
4: That reminds me of a story, like, my dad told me of when he was in high school, that there was, like, some kids that wanted to pull a prank on the school, and so they decided to put a pumpkin on top of the flagpole. And everything was well and good until the kid who did it put it on top of the flagpole and decided, instead of climbing down safely, to slide down the flagpole. Oh God! Oh, oh, no. and oh God! And for anyone who knows what a flagpole has, it has that little metal. No, Yeah, or <laughs> yeah.
1: No. It,
4: yeah. And he was wearing basketball shorts. Oh! <laughs> and uh, scrotum went bye bye.
1: Uh, yeah. Oh um, no! He, yeah. Oh.
4: I think he ended no. up a recovery and ended up having kids, but like, yeah. Holy shit! Yeah. Impressive. Dad said it was like one of the worst Yeah. (laughs) That's like the story of the guy who, um...
2: (laughs) That kid's kid's nuts, I get knocked down, but I get up again.
3: (laughs) (laughs) That's like the story of the guy who went skydiving, and uh, his harness had ridden up into his crotch, so whenever he pulled his chute, uh, one of his testicles got caught in the strap and he popped a, a
4: testicle. Oh, oh, god.
0: God. oh, You know, this well. makes me. Then this makes me feel glad that my injury was just ripping my hip flexors. Uh-huh. What is this
2: episode turning into? <laughs> <laughs> oh, events without... That's what it's turning into. Oh fuck, dude! Thousand ways to die. So back on the original <laughs> question: Who's the better fucking fencer? Oh god! <laughs>
4: I would say, I would say, I am. Um, there's definitely things that like my brother and my sister have fenced me long enough that I think they know they know me very well as a fighter. Yeah. Um like so they're able sister... to kind of predict
3: your feints and things but like also... that. But oh, also yeah like my
4: sister knows to a T when I'm about to attack. Like more than any of my students, more than my even my brother who I've been fencing with longer, she's she's picked up when 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 I'm going to attack. And that's that's such a huge thing because like in in any combat scenario like a tenth of a second or even a hundredth of a second is all of the advantage you need yeah. to gain the advantage. And so, and my brother um, has always been um, very just physically, <laughs> very stoic, and, and like his physicality reflects that, and the like way it's, he uses it's, it.
2: it's hard. It's hard to
4: judge what he's about to do just by looking at his body, like you can't really that, tell. That, and it's very hard to move him. And so like in- Grounded, in our, he's very grounded. Very grounded, yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Um, and like, like when, like trying to move his sword is like trying to move a boulder. It, it It's try, like trying to move a boulder because he, he's just a solid rock and you cannot get around um, him if he doesn't want you to.
2: Gotcha. So like, get, so they both, they both have their talents, but given your lack of debilitating leg injury, you say you'd probably cinch the
4: first place award. <laughs> yeah. Plus I started fencing like two years before my brother and like three and a half years before my sister give or take. Um, they, if they listen to this, they're probably going to correct me on that. But um,
0: It's okay. You're right right now, and that's all that matters.
4: Exactly. <laughs> no one can uh, refute you at this particular moment. Exactly. Um, but I think it's actually more like a year or a year and a half. Somewhere, somewhere in that window. Um, but I have, I have a couple years of experience on them. Um, and plus, them not being able to do it for the past couple of years has, has also influenced it. Um, get wrecked. Plebs. And the, that, <laughs> and the only other thing I would say that's in my favor, is, like I fuck started nerds. <laughs> in, um, in 2020, I started teaching. And whenever you start teaching something like your knowledge basis for it, just, I think exponentially grows.
2: Well, you have to do uh, it like constantly, you know,
4: exactly. And so like, I think, I think my knowledge around like the theory and tactics has, has expanded a lot more. And I think that would give me a little bit more of an edge. Um, yeah. That being said in almost any martial arts scenario, Anyone can be anyone, and depending on the circumstances, um, because like there's a saying in the martial arts world is that the most dangerous opponent that a master can have is an amateur practitioner. Yeah. Oh, because, is,
2: is is that one of those like if, if they do some some random shit that you wouldn't be able to predict because like they're actually so, not experienced enough to have a technique. So this
0: this kind of goes with the whole entire story of like sorry to bring. Bring it back, hockey, into this, but like goalies hate amateurs because they're so unpredictable. You don't know where the puck
4: is going, right? And they don't do what they're supposed to do. So even if it's something that's going to put them in a disadvantage, disadvantageous position, and get them killed, they will do it to get you because they don't know better, right? And And because that's
2: not a good thing to do, you're like, oh, they're never going to do that because that's stupid. And they do it, and you're like, wait, what the fuck just happened?
4: Right. So you have to be like ready for anything when you're facing something. So like whenever like I'm giving a demonstration in class, if I'm using one of my amateurs for a for something, I always put my mask on because I'm yeah. like, I, I don't trust you enough to. I don't want to lose an eye. Right. Yeah. I don't want to lose an eye because I even though they suck, um I, I, I still want to keep them around. Um, <laughs> Better uh, than nothing. I like color. <laughs> But wait, like but, then, the but then, window. but then you
2: could have that cool thing where you casually pop your eye out of your socket around people, that, that and watch true. them
4: squirm. That is true, um and I do like making people feel uncomfortable for my own amusement. Um, not you in a, not in a, go, not in I a sexual like... way or anything like that. Just, 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 just enough. Listen,
2: what it sounds like to me is we have just laid down the baseline for why you're going to go couch your eye out tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> oh, oh now we gotta do it uh, work, though, and man. Now Elmasword's very imposing wife is going to talk uh, us all down and fucking. Yep. We here at Lorecast
0: Eternals do not condone that acts <laughs> of self harm. I'm not saying anything. <laughs> last time yeah, Mitchell, something. you shut your fuck up. <laughs> Long you guys just, just we've been down, down this road with, with you. <laughs> We lost thirty. We lost thirty minutes of an episode. God, have we ever told that story? No, and we're not going to.
4: (laughs) Mitchell doesn't do English good sometimes. (laughs) Um, That's kind of what it comes down to. But yeah, no, like, like, and that's the thing. Is like, I love all of my students, but like, it's just like one of those things that, like, for my safety and the safety of the club continuing, I need to. Take precautionary measures because no, like, it's 100%. one thing to
3: say that you like your students. It's another thing entirely to say that you trust them not to make mistakes.
4: Right. And that's the thing is like, I tell them it's like, like yeah. make mistakes. Like, please make well, mistakes. That,
3: that's the best way to learn. Just, you know, exactly. be, be safe while doing it so you don't, like,
4: you know,
0: significantly hinder
4: just, someone's, you know, quality of life. <laughs> right. Like, I had to have a discussion with one of them recently. Like, they weren't wearing their mask while they were fencing. And I'm like, all right, look, if you want to be here, I love you you're awesome you're a good kid put your fucking mask on (laughs) put your mask on before i kick your ass because like i need to make sure that like you are safe because that's like the number one thing i tell parents and um anyone who starts is that like you if you do everything i tell you to do to the letter you will not get hurt because this sport is such a safe martial art and even if you do get her i have an insurance policy in place like a, like a literal a literal insurance policy not yeah, like, like i'm going to have someone to yeah. take you out the back and shoot you like a horse but like, <laughs> listen know.
2: we're going to go for a nice dinner i'm going to fucking shove an ice pick in the back here and act like it's good
4: fellows exactly <laughs> um but like that's the forget thing forget about like, it we have to we have to be conscious and be safe and if we're not like that's when accidents happen well and... no
2: that makes that makes 100% sense you know, ironically, that that reminds me of a story that my father told. me Because um, my my dad uh, worked on, um, well, he, he's he's done woodwork his entire life. He makes um like deck furniture and also driftwood art and things like that. Mm-hmm. And um, one ironically, of the, my granddad it, also does it. that. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and one of the pieces of equipment that he would use, God, I can't remember. but I think it was called like a CVC router or something like that. Basically, oh, yeah. it, it was a machine that has a drill bit that spins real fast, and you put it flat against mm-hmm. a piece of wood, and yeah, it's how you like carve designs mm-hmm. into it and shit. He yeah. had this. He had this dude. He and he. He always had two or three or four people who'd work with him to help him, you know, get out product and whatnot. And right. there's this one guy who like didn't like wearing a mask whenever he would do like whenever he do the routing and things like that. Oh, and I was Like, hey, you got to put your fucking mask on. And finally, after like a week or a week or two of his dude like not getting the message, um, my dad made him stop like doing work, mm-hmm. and and turn towards him, and then just poked him in the eye. And he was like, ah, oh, fuck, what the shit? And like, you know, sitting there like, what the fuck would you do that? And that dad goes, now imagine that. But it is a like millimeter thin sliver of wood flying into your fucking cornea at mock Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. And, he, and, and how does that sound to you? And he was like, not good. And then dad goes, cool, put your fucking mask on.
4: Yeah. Which yeah. is
2: funny because the year, because like, like lit, lit later that year, that's exactly what happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> and let me tell you, it fucking sucked. <laughs>
4: yeah i eye, eye injuries like i i I can't even put contacts in like
2: i, oh, I it it is misery like oh I, was, yeah
4: i I can't even watch my wife put her contacts in because eye risk is so squeamish, like I have to literally like if like we're talking like while she's getting ready, I have to like turn around and not like face her because I literally cannot stand anything going near somebody's eye but yeah that's, yeah that, yeah, it's just no bueno. You know, what is super wild about eye injuries
2: hmm. is uh, the, uh, the the retinas like um, the retinas don't have like pain, pain receptors or, or pain Riders. fibers, right? Which yeah. is really wild as to how like I think the cornea has them, but your iris, mm-hmm. uh, your, but your retina doesn't. Yeah, it's like it's, it's like, it's like how, how, how your eye, how you how you like process pain in, the, in certain areas. And then it kind of goes into the whole like how much the to what degree is pain like physical or mental,
4: right? Yeah, no, I always thought that was a really, really interesting thing. Because, like, um, there was something one of my professors was once talking about, is that um, she had the opportunity to spend some time in Africa and, like, assist in births over there. And she said that, like, when African women give birth versus American women, there's a lot more screaming in the American women. (laughs) Um, Which I thought was very interesting. And, like, culturally over there, like, they don't... Focus on the pain. Like there's a very like buildup of pain. To, um, what's the word I'm going? Uh, focus on the pain buildup going into pregnancy. We have shows about it. We have jokes about it. We have like whole people do comedy specials about it. But over there, they just like focus on like the actual miracle of birth. And then she said that like there's a lot less screaming over there. which I thought was really interesting and like something I'm never going to be able to weigh in on because I will not be able to give birth to a child. Hundred percent. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But you can get kicked in the nuts.
4: <laughs> exactly, oh, no, we, we, we are not. Would you like out. to take this? No, we are not going down this fucking road. Anyone who has ever given birth, uh, I, I salute you because that is something I will never do. I'm not take, comparing the I,
0: things, I'm just saying one thing that you can do.
4: <laughs> As and I will never, <laughs> Mitchell, you're on a
0: completely unrelated note, I can get kicked in the nuts. <laughs>
2: Just very well. What might what, what is uh, what might happen for making that comment?
4: <laughs> but yeah, this is like this is like a very interesting thing. I thought that she she brought up. Um, that's cool. But yeah. it's
0: also the joke that like
4: getting kicked. Th- th- this again,
0: it's a joke. I'm not saying that it is worse, but getting kicked in the nuts is worse because no we guy here
2: wants- at Lorecast Eternals do not <laughs> do not like sanction what Mitchell is about to say nor
3: support it. Please continue. <laughs>
2: on today's okay.
4: episode of digging okay. A
3: hole
2: okay like, <laughs> on
4: today's
3: just... episode of not knowing when to shut the fuck up <laughs> <laughs>
4: on this
2: episode of getting canceled <laughs> fine i won't say anything
0: okay no, no, please shut listen
2: listen, listen for insurance i've covered our ass we don't you don't
0: exist to us right now please continue yeah we like, can just proceed <laughs> oh, with the content okay. generation okay okay the old joke goes is that like a guy never wants to get kicked in the nuts again women want to give birth again
2: yeah the funny thing is i know that joke and i'm like that's exactly what he's about to say it's like you'll 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 never hear a guy say he wants to get kicked in the
4: nuts again yeah yeah i'm gonna plead the fifth on this one. so
2: anyway back on not sanctioning the shit that mitchell just said um (laughs) (laughs) fucking jesus what what were we talking about again i lost it whenever i uh, we were talking uh, about our our podcast
4: impending (laughs) doom (laughs) we're That's talking okay. about swords and we got way off topic um, uh, so you know, so you know i have funny? a question
3: for you uh Isaac. Yeah. okay man I... <laughs> sorry never mind uh what uh have you ever actually had the opportunity to um use a flamberge sword
4: i have not but it is on my list of things i want to do um because it just looks like a ton of fun. The closest thing hey. I have right now in my arsenal um, would be my hand and a half or my great sticks, which are practice weapons for um, the great swords, of which a flamberg. A Flamberg's
3: is. Is the ripple sword, right? It has like yeah,
4: oh, a. a curve? Flambor- yeah.
3: If I remember correctly, a flamberg <laughs> flambor- is any size of sword, but it's talking about the way the wavy bits in the blade. We would call it more like a almost like serrations today.
4: Yeah. And, and like, Mr. Smart Swordman, what w- what are the waves for? Um, it's basically just to like kind of throw your opponent off. Um, oh, oh, okay.
3: Yeah. So it, from what I read, the the point was that so like if you and I go to cut each other, and I have a sword with a Flamberge blade, uh, basically I can just drag that blade down, uh, my blade down your blade. And mm-hmm. it causes vibrations in the opponent's handle. And the point being, mm-hmm. like, you try to get them to yeah, drop their sword the from the vibrations. Yeah.
4: So Okay. Like, I mean, so I've used a Flamberg's dagger, but I haven't used a flamberg sword. Um, but, yeah, it, it, it creates more surface area to create friction, like he was saying. And to just kind of either cause the vibrations or cause the uh, opponent's, like, weapon to slow down while you can get in close and finish them off. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, and but then uh, we get into on my list.
3: favorite classifications of wacky weapons, which is the sword breaker. Yeah, oh, I'm yeah. a spear
1: guy. Why,
2: why yes. does that sound familiar? Uh,
4: because it's a it's like a toothed dagger. Um, that you. It's really, it was really designed to catch an opponent's blade, um, the actual yeah, it's breakers. It's,
2: but, it's yeah, like, yeah. like, like, like the back of the blade has like a bunch of really deep like pits. So you can yes. like, yeah, you can block with it and then like tear the sword out, out of their grasp.
4: Yeah, specifically yeah. it was made like to combat, um, rapiers and like thinner swords. Cause like the heavier, um, middle ages weapons would probably be able to just, you know, chunk out those, those pieces of metal over time. Yeah. Um, but
3: not to, it, not to mention those uh, those chunkier swords. There's so much mass behind them. You're more oh, likely yeah. to shatter the 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 sword breaker than you are to um... yeah.
4: Or the hand that is holding it.
3: <laughs> yeah, uh, right. <laughs>
4: there's just a lot of force there. Oh, look, my um, wrist—it's been destroyed. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but yeah, no, it's 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 a really cool little little piece of history. Um, I haven't had the opportunity to use one, but the the theory and technique behind it is really interesting to me because like the whole idea of using a dagger was to arrest uh, the other person's blade while you came in with your own and um, that whole that whole series of techniques is is really interesting and really makes you think because you got to use both your hands independently of one another and uh, it, it it goes like hand in hand with um not no pun intended uh with like buckler and shield fighting which is also a yeah. lot of fun
3: and then so serious uh you know in uh in dark souls how especially in like dark souls 1 they had like the parry dagger yes yeah so th- the whole point of a sword breaker is you use it kind of in a similar way to you would use the parry dagger in uh, dark souls in the sense of like you're using it to open up your opponent for a counter attack
4: yeah you you're just going to give yourself just enough of an opening that you can just slip in there and 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 slice him up good
3: uh, do do
2: you want a little bit of a Total War Warhammer like fun little tidbits that also that is also kind of in tune with what we're currently talking about? Hell yeah. Uh, I don't I don't think it's like this anymore, but I'm pretty sure in Total War Warhammer One, the great uh, the 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 Empire Greatsword units, mm-hmm. they had uh, th- their swords were, were flamberged. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And 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 now they no longer
4: are. Yeah, I know. I was really sad about that.
2: Also, in one, their sword used to be fucking flaming, but like we can't have cool
0: shit.
4: <clears throat> yeah, no,
0: um, we never can.
4: Yeah, although I heard uh, apparently Vault, they're they're introducing Vault 10 as a hero in three. Oh, uh, well, I heard, I heard, I heard well, a rumor. I heard a rumor. I heard a rumor.
2: Well, a rumor. well, well. On that, the next big DLC is gonna be, um, DLC like package because we had we had the uh the, we had the the fucking Winds of Change, whatever the fuck it was called, mm-hmm. where we got the Changeling, um, UN and uh it, it, yeah we got those two the next big pack coming out we are getting a rework of the, the dwarven empires the Ooh. the empire the empire and uh the nurgle the nurgle faction
4: Ooh, yeah nurgle needs, needs
2: so help. like because well, well, yeah, it's because like playing the empire in total war three is like uh while i love it because i am a sip for the empire it's fucking miserable
4: yeah
3: um yeah, like if you already know what's gonna happen, then you can build correctly. But past that, no,
2: like yeah, it so so it's like fucking,
3: it's fucking misery.
4: Don't don't kill me. I've never played the Empire in Total War.
2: No, that's fine. You're saving yourself a lot of heartache. The problem is, I the problem is, I got a Total Warhammer when one was out, and then I played two, and right. two came out, and then I played three, and three came out. So like when I first started, we I, I we only had the dwarves. The Empire, the vampires, the orcs, and then we got Britannia and got in later and things like that. But like I, I've always sent for the Empire. But like playing it in three is fucking miserable because right. their units just don't stack up. The only real way you can be viable with the Empire, if I remember correctly, is like play Bgelt and Doomstack. Artillery, and then have beagle cast dumb shit metal magic for one fucking wind uh, wind, or play Carl Franz and just kind of basically do the same thing.
4: <laughs> in fact, you guys are the reason that I actually started looking into Empire lore because you guys were simping for Gelt so hard in the early episodes that I was like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" And I was like, bro oh, Biegelt no. B- is
2: the man. He yeah, really is the man."
4: Oh, no. So then like I a, I started then with, like, fucking hey, Manfred.
0: Fuck yeah, Manfred. No, 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 Cetra. No. Um, Manfred. Cetra be the bay.
2: Listen, man. You yeah. know what? Set- you know what Cetra doesn't do? Serve. Serve. There you go.
4: <laughs> you I was, te- I was out, testing um, Mitchell. Have you guys ever checked out Cody Bonds? And, like, yes. His yes. Autoplay? Yes. I, I think watch him. Did,
2: I watch him pretty consistently. I
4: think he did a Cetra one where he like had all of Cetra's. Like, titles titles yeah the and there's like 900
2: the of them <laughs> yeah yeah
4: I, I love L- this like stuff.
2: listen listen we have khaleesi in game of thrones who's like the breaker of chains and yada 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 but like
4: yeah. she's just cetra light <laughs> the only thing I'm i have about cetra the only thing i have against cetra is that he sacrificed his kids
1: that's the yeah. only thing i
4: have about uh, that's the yeah. only thing i have against cetra but, but like it's pretty typical fantasy, for a leader though it,
2: in oh, yeah. in fantasy, kind of everyone sucks. So which know.
4: actually, like, given like his thing, like a lot of like, re- this is my Bible nerd coming out. So apologies, but like a lot of those um, civilizations in that time, you would sacrifice your firstborn child to the gods, which I thought was a very nice nod to that kind of ancient culture, um, because you were like, thank- that's why like the story of like Isaac and Abraham, it was very normal for your firstborn child uh with your with your spouse to be sacrificed to the gods as a thank you for the prosperity with the expectation that more would come if you did the sacrifice with the exception in the uh the hebrew story is that god intervenes is like no all the, you know this life is precious to me i want him to grow up and live oh, That's um, interesting, which i always thought was was really interesting um so bible bible nerd coming in
2: no uh, you're good man. No, um, no,
4: no no not a problem but, but uh But yeah, I just remember that fucking
2: warhammer total war thing, and I was like, "Wait a minute, we were just talking about that." I thought that was that was that was pretty cool. Um, real quick before we get to the next topic, um, (laughs) I'm gonna backtrack pretty heavily real quick back to when we were talking about like uh next topic. Oh my god, fencing techniques. we're
0: almost almost reaching two hours. Shut up, Mitchell. (laughs) Hey, Uh, when when you I
2: gotta go get ready for bed soon. uh when when you said like you said like a tat is more aggressive and in french is a lot more mental where you're trying to lure your opponent into a trap and whatnot mm-hmm. ever since you said that in my mind i just see like two french style um fencers like facing each other and it's like the anime scene where they're playing the battle out in their mind yeah for like yeah, yeah, yeah. 15 seconds and everyone stands still and then it's just like one strike and then one guy just falls over dead <laughs> Yeah, that's
4: that's pretty similar. That's how, how I
2: see it. Like that is that yeah. is just my headcanon for, for, for French techniques. Yeah, around, that's, you know? that's that's
4: pretty similar. Um, like you, there's a little bit of action, like of like you guys like kind of probing each other and like trying to figure out you know each other's defenses and that kind of thing. Um, but I would say that like my personal style right now is a very heavy blend, like 60 to 65 percent Italian with like a 35 to 40 percent French. Um, because I see there's strengths in both. I definitely still lean more towards the Italian, just because that's what I grew up doing and that kind of thing. Yeah, um, makes sense. All right, but French is a lot more common in the states, um, just because you know there was a very heavy French influence um, post, you know, Revolutionary War and that kind of thing. So it's kind of had a little bit more time to to prosper. Um, but yeah no i would say like they they definitely both are very they they're different flavors of the same soda does that make sense it's like i got you, you no like, i got you, ever go to, like, I got you. Like, like one of those like coke machines and you can get like you know coke or cherry coke or that kind of like listen I'm I'm, prob- I'm I'm
2: probably i'm i'm probably going to catch a whole lot of flack for this but also like fuck it uh one's coke one's pepsi they're basically the same but like not, yeah. Uh, not exactly
4: yeah they're they're both the dark you're, colored. you're, you're almost dead to me actually
0: corn. by saying that <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: I'm, I'm I'm sorry that Pepsi is trash, Mitchell. But that this is this is how I live my no, life. No, Mitchell just wanted you to
3: mention RC Cola. There we go.
2: Listen, I didn't mention RC Cola because I like RC Cola.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. At but, least, we but I regrets. actually like Pepsi. Hold on. Yeah yeah, I actually
3: I... like Pepsi. I'm one of five people in the state of Texas who will actually willingly drink Pepsi. Come on now. okay, l- let Pepsi me right. it's really it's not, not that, that bad.
2: I it's not that I hate <laughs> Pepsi. It's just shittier Coke. Like I drink Coke and Coke's fine, which makes Pepsi is like slightly less than fine. So, like it's still fine to drink. But like, why not just have coke? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but
3: well, that, that's what I mean like... though, is I actually prefer coke over or I prefer Pepsi over Coke
2: and then that's totally fine that is that is your opinion it's wrong but you know <laughs> <laughs> wow that's the no, beauty it, of know, america funny. When, when i was a kid i preferred pepsi over coke and then it just changed for whatever
4: reason yeah no i've unfortunately <clears throat> started losing because i just like we, my wife and i have been like really trying to eat healthier and, and drink healthier <laughs> in the last couple of years and like i had soda for the first time in like eight months like a couple weeks ago and like my gut basically tried to stab me in the face was your body like (laughs) drinking soda for the first eight months your Uh stomach
2: absolutely fucking not
4: yeah no i was i was and the worst part was like at a work thing too so like oh god yeah we had just like gotten done like with this big training and like i was a little running a little low on energy so i'm like yeah i'll have some caffeine and yeah no my my gut was not happy for like the next three days i'm like well i can't drink soda anymore fuck me i guess yeah, like I can think have, it like, was do you think it was the sweetness or like the angriness of the liquid? I think it was just like the, the corn syrup. Because like we've pretty much cut out a lot of corn syrup and a lot of like preservatives and that kind of thing. And I think it's just the overload just shocked my system and was like, mm, no.
2: Yeah, no, that that yeah, that makes that makes sense.
4: Yeah, because like that was we're
2: like
3: my uh my fifth grade math teacher. Um he he was he he was very much Or he told us a few times that, like, oh, yeah, I don't eat McDonald's and things like that. Just, like, get a rise out of us kids because a bunch of us were like, McDonald's is the greatest thing ever because this was fifth grade. Yeah, the pinnacle of cuisine. And then one day day he came in and he was like, all right, guys. um, So I had McDonald's for lunch. We were like, ooh, and he was like, yeah, don't look – I had McDonald's for lunch because I really wanted the food and it was close. But also, I shouldn't have had McDonald's. And yeah. if I make a run for the door, get out of my way.
4: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I,
3: I am about to shit.
4: <laughs> the only fast food I can eat right now is like Chick-fil-A. And like maybe like a sub place or something like that. But I can't. Oh, man. Jersey I Mike can't yesterday. Do... Oh. Yes. We had, yeah. I love Jersey Mike's. Had the port. Had the oh, port Yes. I had the portable um,
2: Philly uh, for the first time, Bruh. Shit was
4: hashtag, delicious. Hashtag not sponsored, um, but um, If listen, we could get
0: sponsored by Jersey not, Mike's.
4: But if it, they want it, like I'll take your <laughs> shit.
0: Yeah.
4: yeah, no, I love Jersey Mike's. Like they, they're, they're just good. So good. Uh, now it does come down to location, like, uh, like the franchise owner and that kind of thing. But yeah, it's, it's generally I have not had a bad experience so far.
2: Every time I go to Subway, I'm just like I've seen what you could be, and
4: now I am filled with yeah. nothing but disappointment and contempt. <laughs> yeah, hey, but
0: Subway is perfect trash sandwiches, and I love it.
4: Yeah, no, I, I my first job out of college, I survived on Burger King and Subway because it was a it was like a driving job for a medical company, and uh, I, I survived. Okay, that's something I'm going to be doing pretty man, soon here, man. You you add in Taco Bell, and you have the
2: trifecta of Phil's fast food preferences: <laughs> <laughs> Taco Bell.
3: Burger King, Subway, like,
4: Okay, burger those King, are my three <laughs> The
3: Holy Trinity!
4: Burger Try King Force. has been uh, stepping up their game recently, and I'm here for it.
3: Yeah, they really have been. I'm like, I'm fucking down for some Burger King. It's funny, because there was one night where I was talking to Jacob, and I was like, oh man, I'm really craving a burger, and he, and this was before Pete Terry's came to town, and he was like, we could go to Burger," and I was like, no, 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 I want like a burger burger, not like a specialty burger. And right. he was like, "Well, there's McDonald's," and I was like, "Motherfucker, did you really just pass up fucking Burger King?" Listen, I don't eat a Burger King. No, nothing against
2: it. I've just like the majority of my life, I've never lived near a Burger King, so I just forget it fucking exists. And also, I'm very—I have a very heavy preference towards a mustard burger over a mayonnaise burger.
0: Like, I like them both, uh, but I—I enjoy—I but I enjoy, I'm I enjoy sorry, mustard but burger. You, you're that, allowed to what, have your wrong opinion,
2: and that—and that's what <laughs> Whataburger serves. So if I'm just <laughs> craving a, like a shitty fast food burger, I'm like
3: Whataburger. Yeah, and that's yeah. my thing is that I uh, I do not like mustard burgers. I I find mustard burgers to be the inferior I like, burger.
4: I like mustard on my burger, but I want mayo first. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, and that's fine. Or, like I for understand, understand that mayo is the
2: traditional, but like sometimes I can just really get down with the mustard burger.
4: Or I was introduced to this in college. Blue cheese. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, no, no Phil, Phil's sandwich.
2: fucking ruined it for me. I can never have blue cheese on a burger ever because of <laughs> <laughs> well, because well, let's when, not going because that. because oh, going no, because when Philip lived with me, he decided to blow chunks on my fucking carpet. <laughs> it and
3: was my carpet like, too, motherfucker.
2: An hour after we had fucking eaten uh, Whataburger, and like, yeah, it was atrocious. And you know what he had? I'll give you one fucking guess.
4: Did it uh, rhyme with uh, blue and end with cheese?
3: Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I had I had a blue cheeseburger from Whataburger, and I, I, I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was the burger or something else. No, stay out, cat. I don't know if it was the burger or something else, but something disagreed with me. But yeah, we had dinner, and I woke up like two uh, – so we had dinner, I went to sleep, I woke up like an hour later, and I was like, oh my god, I am going to vomit, and I like, opened my door, and like, I'm running down the hallway to get to the bathroom, it was, it was my stomach's funny. like, too late, He opened my stomach's door. like, oh my woman, oh 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 shit, you could,
2: you could see the panic on his face, and me and James were like, oh no, and then it just fucking, yeah, fucking.
4: Yeah, yep. so there's one time in, well, there's two, there's two really bad sicknesses when I was in college. One I was patient zero for. Um, oh fuck! That was a that was a fun story, which I'll I'll tell next if you guys if you guys want to hear it. But the second one, the first one was uh, this really really bad norovirus that um, knocked out ninety percent of our dorm. And I'm assuming you don't mean they died. <laughs> no, no, they didn't. They did okay. die. but like it was like so violently ill that my my roommate was they literally they were dead. looking through his eyes. Wait, he was what? Puking through his eyes. It was coming oh. out of every orifice except his ears. Oh. So, oh, my God. Oh. Which leads me into the next story if you guys want to hear it, if you're not disgusted.
3: I'm a little uh, curious. God. No,
2: man, um, mor- um,
4: morbidly curious. Please continue. So this, so, this happened my freshman year. Fast forward to my senior year. All right. Halfway through my college career, we changed uh, food service providers. Oh, we God, were a pretty God. small. We were a pretty small school. Um, we were, I think while I was there, about a thousand students. Um, hashtag go Highlanders. Um, <laughs> and represent. Exactly. Uh, if anyone's looking for a good school, Houghton University. I'm shouting them out. Um, but this is not a reflection of the school. This is a reflection of the food service provider at the time. I'm not going to say their name for legal reasons.
2: <laughs> go um, to this college. So while I was deathly ill at this college.
4: <laughs> <laughs> um, so... My roommate was also my manager at, in the dining hall. So I, I worked front of house and dish room while I was there because, you know, broke college student. And he's like, hey, do you want to pick up any hours on Friday? I know you're not doing anything because I'm your roommate and, um, and you have no life. Um, so I was like, yeah, you know, I want more money. Um, so I showed up and he's like, all right, cool. Show up at eight o'clock at night. And um, I think it's a like a, a, a banquet or something for the trustees of the, of the board of trustees for the college. I'm like, cool, I can do that. It'll be just a few dishes, a couple of hours of easy work, whatever. Yeah, no so I show job, right? up. Yeah, I show up. That's how it starts. Like, this will yeah. be
2: fine and easy and not problematic mm-hmm. at all. Exactly.
4: Um, and so he meets me at the door at the beginning of the shift. He's like, please don't shoot me. I'm like, what the fuck do you mean don't shoot you? He's like, we're deep cleaning the dish room. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. So it was me, him. Two other student workers and like our actual supervisor from the the company, who was I will say like the adult adult you know what I mean like when you go to college yeah I know like what you mean, I know what they, you mean.
2: they were the adultier adults
4: yes. yes exactly um married had kids in high school the whole shebang yeah. so we all get to cleaning and so the way our dishroom was set up it was basically a square. And there would be a a conveyor belt that brought dishes in and you would take the dishes, rinse them in a trough and then put them on another conveyor belt, which would take them to an industrial dishwasher, which could, I think, wash, I think, close to like three to four hundred dishes in one minute. Um, It was an insane, insane piece of tech. Um, It was also like the length of um, I don't even have a good description of it. It was like basically the short bus length. If you've ever seen. Like, oh, wow. Shrimp. OK. Yeah. yeah, it was cute. it was like from like the, the early like, 60s. Um, it was just a, a tanker of a machine and just heated it, Heated the water up to near scalding and would just d- kill any bacteria on the on the plates. So we get to scrubbing and these conveyor belts are what me and one of the other student workers get started on while my roommate um, gets started cleaning out the dishwasher. And we turn these conveyor belts over and they're like a light gray color and we turn them over and they're just black. Just just solid. Black. Oh, fuck. Yeah. So we're like, well, yeah. And the adult this workers and um, the uh, one of the other student workers start like power washing the walls and that were like a light yellow. Well, it turns out they were like more of a deep gold color. And that was just so much stuff that was like caked on there. Because yeah. this food service provider had not cleaned the dish room since they took over. Jesus Christ. Mm yeah it's not good um there was like a whole that we'll, we'll we'll get to everything the college actually handed the the whole incident really really well um and made sure that everyone was was taken care of from this but um my roommate got the short end of the stick because he was like well i all con- i conscripted y'all here so i'm gonna take the the worst of it and i i thank him to this day for that and he opens up this this dishwasher and he's just pulling out mounds and mounds of bacteria and mold. and yes, it was the girl. I'm not going to go into full detail because it, it literally makes me sick to this day thinking about it. Jesus, do you um, think something like that would be grounds for like a fucking
2: lawsuit or something, because that's bad. We're getting to that. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh, fuck. oh, Jesus. OK,
4: so what ended up was supposed to be a two hour job. And like a candle for the story. Ended up up being a four hour cleanup job. And we got out of there, we were tired. Um, you know, our, our boss boss like thanked us profusely and said that, you know, I'm gonna get to the bottom of this and you know, heads are gonna roll because like there's no reason that this should be this dirty. Um and so we went back to our dorm, everything was great. Fast forward to two weeks later our friend group starts getting sick and it's like violently ill, very reminiscent of that. This the sickness that I had told you guys about earlier where he was puking through his eyes. Mm-hmm. And.
2: Okay. I got to ask how, like yeah.
4: to what degree of bullshit is there when you say he's puking through his eyes? There was, it wasn't like, 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 like it wasn't like I think like crying and like tears are like a brown color yeah
3: yeah gotcha remember remember jacob the sinuses and everything are interconnected no so, yeah, like, I know, yeah i know
4: i know i know i i I, like, I understand how it would happen i was wondering to like what degree or like i mean you know when you wake up in the morning you have like eye crusties yeah it's urine i got i or it's like kind and of it, it's, it's and kind it's of just, urine imagine those just like being like cranked out like to early 2000s like spaghetti play-doh style
2: yeah,
4: that's kind yeah. uh,
2: that's yeah that's
4: <laughs> yeah um and so uh our our friend group starts getting sick and when i went to college i made it my mission like i was a very quiet guy in high school I was like i want to be that guy that everyone knows and so i was that guy in high in college because like i was oh, like man, i want to Did be... you
2: fucking black plague your
0: entire dorm
4: <laughs> i blacked plagued the entire campus <laughs> bro <laughs>
0: You're the reason why America got shut down.
2: True, fucking true disciple of Nurgle here.
4: So, and that's that's the best part. I never got sick. (laughs) I never got sick. My roommate never got sick. And the the two other student workers and our boss never got sick. And so what ended up happening is out of, I think, so out of 1,500 students and staff, 1,350 people got sick jesus fucking christ the, the cdc shut the campus down for two weeks because they're like <laughs> what the fuck is going well, on yeah
2: i can't fucking blame them
4: and uh there was an investigation and it was basically because the change happened right after that first sickness had went through the campus and bacteria and or germs or something whatever it was based out of i don't know if it was a viral or bacterial i'm leaning towards bacterial was residing in the dishwasher, buried under the mold, and when we cleaned it and we were scraping and, and power washing, we disturbed it, became incubators, and spread it across the uh, entire student body.
2: see that, That's what I'm saying. Uh, you, you don't seem to understand. is like you were blessed
4: by Nurgle to withstand mm-hmm. the
2: sickness. That's what yes. it is.
4: But uh, the college handled it very, very well. Um, the people who needed to be disciplined were disciplined, and they made sure that... like it gets right, like, they assigned a campus personnel to, like, actually make sure that it got cleaned on a daily and then, like, a more in-depth cleaning on a weekly basis to make sure it never happened again, because it was, like, the the college took it as, like, a personal affront to their image. Well, because yeah, because that's fucking garbage.
2: A, they would give you equipment and shit that'd be that fucking disgusting.
4: Right, and that's the thing, is they felt horrible, and, like, the the college, like, made sure that, like, every well, it was a college then, it's a university now, I should say, um, but it's a very good school and they pride themselves on maintaining their image. Um, and they make sure that like every student knows that they're valued and they felt horrible that, you know, we were exposed to that. And so they, 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 they made sure that we were taken care of and, and we were not dead basically. Um, but yeah, the whole the, the, those—that's the only horror story I have from school. Like every other story I have from school is like just well, exceptional you know, people. Y- exceptional you know what? Characters. I think
2: I think I think that story was enough because that sounded pretty fucking awful.
4: Yeah, it's, it's one of my top two horror stories. The other one is how I almost accidentally jumped off a third-story balcony. Um, <laughs> well. Um... I, I know that I think that's probably Mitchell, got to be a story Mitchell, for another time. I was <laughs> <gonna> <laughs> say. Listen, Mitchell's
2: jo- Mitchell's Jones into get off because he needs to go to sleep. So in the spirit it's of that, cool. let's do let's, let's do one me.
4: more story. <laughs> okay. So this it, it's a quick one, I promise. So um we had a campus <laughs> Air Club while I was there. And Mitchell. uh I love you, Mitchell. Um, it's okay. um <laughs> You but... made
0: me save money on paint. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing this for the paint. God
4: damn it. <laughs> we, had a, we had a saying in college: sleep is for the week. And depending on your mood, it was spelled differently. <laughs> um, but um, yes, we had a college nerve club. And That's we a actually had a, it, was, it was one of the bigger clubs on campus. Like at one time, I think our numbers were like up to 200 uh, participating people. Um, which is really good for, uh, you know, a, a a student body of a thousand. Like, it was almost like 20% of the student body was involved in this club. Oh, and what kind uh, of club nice. was it again? Uh, sorry, a Nerf club. A Nerf, Nerf club. club. Oh, got, yeah.
2: nice, nice, gotcha.
4: Yeah, so we would just take over. We had a four-story academic building that we just took over um, every Saturday night. And for three hours, we would just run around blasting each other with Nerf guns and whacking each other with Nerf swords. It was awesome. Um, I, I I did something like that in college too. That shit was always fun fun as shit. Yeah, I I honestly miss it. It was it was such and it was such good exercise because you were just constantly moving for three hours. Yeah. Um, but so for my senior and junior year, I was the VP of the club, and so um naturally that paints a target on your back. But also like whenever you have newbies, you kind of show them the ropes and that kind of thing. And so we'd always end the end of the night with something called Apocalypse. That's the game mode that we we would play. So the rules of the game is you could shoot anybody, and they would have to sit down. While there was also two people who started off as zombies, and every time they tagged a person, they would have to go down to the bottom of the building, tag the front doors, and they would also become zombies. So the game ended when we hit our our deadline, which was 11 o'clock at night, or everyone was a zombie. So we were getting down there, and I was leading this little... And most people would, would ally up, because, you know, you want to try and be the last person standing. and. Uh, we had this this one group of people. We were running low on ammo. We were holding the third floor um atrium. it was it was also built in an atrium. I should probably mention that detail. We had an atrium in the middle of the building. What there. happens or, if a zombie died? Um, they would just go back downstairs and okay so, okay, gotcha. yeah, zombies would just keep coming. You just, and like so they would coordinate their efforts so they would all go together. Um you would start one the game gigantic off. push exactly. And you would start the game off with like you would have to clear the building of the of the original two zombies because they would get like two minutes to go hide somewhere in the building. Um just to give them a fighting chance because it'd be like two versus like eighty five people at that point in the night. Um yeah gotcha. But once you once you get three or four or five people, like once that ball started getting rolling, like it was it was game over. Um it it just it just sounds like fucking Halo Reach infection, but in real life. Yeah, basically. And that's funny shit. The nice thing is, like the whole building was like kind of built, kind of like a giant lollipop with like an atrium in the circle of the lollipop, um, with a walkway around, and you could see to the bottom floors from that walkway. So the strat was to kind of hold that atrium, and you would be able to cover from the higher floors from the bottom up. So you would kind of put your melee people down below and your your snipers up top to kind of give yourselves the best chance you possibly could. Um, And so I had a group of newbies, and me and the president, um, we had one side of the third story that we were each defending. And so there's two staircases coming up on one side and one central staircase in the middle of the lollipop. And then all the way down at the end of the stick of the lollipop, there was another staircase. So we were each defending one uh, of the entryways of the sides of the lollipop, and we see the second floor just get annihilated. We're like, well, shit. And we hear them coming and they just by chance happen to go on my, by my buddy's side of the room and they just annihilate that side of the room. I'm like, well, we're about to get overrun because they're all grouping up down below. We're going to try and do a switcheroo and I'll hold the one end of the long hallway while you guys run down and try and get to the second floor. I'll hold them off. It'll be fine. So we can hear a massing coming up all three of the stairwells in front of us. And I just send all the, the freshmen down down the hallway. And I'm sitting there, I'm out of ammo, I have just my sword left. And I'm like, well, this'll be fun. And I look back as I hear the back door open and I just see a hand just kind of come out and tag each and every single one of my newbies as they go down the thing. And I'm like, well shit. <laughs> I'm the last guy standing, so I back up till to Well fuck. <laughs> yeah. I basically uh uh back up to the end of the hallway. And I see my buddy, who's the president of the club, uh, kind of standing at the end and kind of getting a whole group of things. Because, like, you know, sword, I'm the sword dude. They know I'm going to take a few of them with them, um, not, to, not to hype myself up a bit. And so I'm like, well. Not to toot my own horn, not horn too much, much you know, but. Uh, it's one of the only times you'll ever hear me. Isaac, shoot
2: the shit out of that horn, my friend.
4: Um, like, I can, I can usually take, take a, a fairly large group. Um, uh, slash get out of here with that of, of, of individuals um, or sexual innuendos um, but <laughs> I start just you know my friends down there he's the president I'm the vice president I've got like five minutes to survive I'm not going to make it I might as well just take him out and so I just start sprinting full tilt down this hallway as fast as I can and uh, screaming his name at the top of my lungs and instead of like him meeting me in the middle like i thought he was him as well as the entire body there just moves just moves and i go sprinting forward slamming into the balcony and pitching myself over um till my body was basically planking if you guys remember what what that was yeah um on top of the railing as two of the others as the two of the guys who were playing the zombies just st- lamb down on my back i I whipped over i had whipped over so hard that my glasses came flying off my face and i would wear like one of those like rope attachment things on my glasses Mm -hmm. um that like kind of secures it for like whitewater rafting if you ever yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. flying off just flying off and they fell three stories somehow they landed on the couch and didn't break but Um, I was basically like sitting there teetering on the edge of this balcony for a solid 10 seconds and you could hear a pin drop in the entire building and while well, the guys like got me righted back up and then uh, the president of the club just like I was like you could see like I just turned around and he was just dark white and he was like what the fuck were you doing and just started laying into me a, for a solid, like, 15 minutes while I just laughed my head off from, like, you know, the euphoria of not dying. Of not dying, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah
3: um, you hit that adrenaline dump and then your body was uh-huh. like, oh, hey, look, we're not dying today.
4: Yep. And that's the uh, time that I almost died uh, in college, which was ironically not predicated by the fact that I would also make a habit of jumping into a pond that was frozen for fun. In the <laughs> middle of New York, New York winter.
0: Uh, uh, yeah, no, that's no, like I, something I, I would do. No, I
2: kind of get that. I've wintered. I've wintered in Michigan a couple times.
4: Yes. it's 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 an experience. Like if anyone has not dove into a frozen li- uh body of water, I highly recommend it just for the educational experience. Uh, oh no! Yeah,
2: every everyone should ev- everyone should feel their testicles shoot inside their body with such mm-hmm. force you can feel it in your chest.
4: <clears throat> yes. Yes. Agreed. But well,
2: that yeah. was. That, that, well, yeah, righty then. Almost deaf. That's I think that's yeah, a good way to wrap man. it up.
4: That's my first and second best college college stories. So,
2: White, thank <laughs> you so much for coming on and yeah, doing doing good. a little interview and and just chilling with us, having a good time. Um,
4: yeah, no, I appreciate you guys having abs- me on. Absolute why, say, well hey no why, you earned
2: it You, you, uh, you, you, you
4: earned it bud well, you earned objectively, it. objectively Shut the um, fuck up
2: and take, <laughs> and, and take the compliment
4: I, I appreciate it But um, I, I'm going to take the liberty of speaking Like for the rest of the discord I just want to thank you guys for like actually like Starting this whole shindig because like I know Personally for me like Throughout the last couple of years They've been really rough for me as a person Like career wise I'm not where I want to be other than You know starting my own fencing school Uh, That part's been great, but like career wise, I'm not where I want to be and there's been some really really rough days and like whenever I have one of those really rough days I just throw your guys's podcast on and I know there's a lot of people in the discord That are in that same boat And I just want to thank you guys for pumping out the content because it really does make my life And like a lot of other people's lives a little bit lighter because you guys are doing this So I'm gonna take the liberty of talking for everyone else in the discord So y'all can y'all can shoot me later if you want, but I just wanted to say that too before we ended
2: Gimmicks, Thanks, like, I'm gonna oh, cry I'm, now. I'm, I'm trying yeah. not to fucking cry now
3: <laughs> Thanks,
2: Pardon I have
3: to go uh, I have to go find my my favorite bottle of whiskey to to go pour one pour one out
2: Why are you cutting
0: onions no I, sir. Think, I think I have some cigarettes left
2: <laughs> to go <laughs> contemplate my life choices while like crying my fucking eyes out.
4: Hey, if something my dad once said is, if you're ever public speaking, you gotta make them laugh, you gotta make them think, and you gotta make them cry, and that's when you know when you you did something good. So
2: that is yep. pretty good advice, actually. That, that that's, that's pretty neat. Yeah. Well, you know, like we've always said, we you know we enjoy doing this, and we every time we hear someone say like, "Hey, we got them into AOS," or they listen to us because we make them laugh and having a hard time and whatnot, that always means a lot to us, and yeah, that's that's why we do it to just you know. Honestly, every time I think about people. that, I
3: think about that uh that line from uh, Eminem's Rap God, <laughs> where he's talking about you know if I can make some rhymes rhymes to get some people through tough times.
2: Yeah. yeah. No, that's yeah. yeah,
3: that's that's pretty that's that's, that's yeah yeah. That's good. Um, not that I am nearly as successful as or influential as Eminem.
4: But you know <laughs> what? It Mitchell, always what just reminds up? me nah, Hunter. You're working, 90, we're we're working on it. Getting we're getting there. Hey, everyone's gotta start somewhere.
3: Look, uh, I mean, we're already international, right? Like, I mean Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah we're long, yeah, Mr. Worldwide.
4: How long, how long did it take you guys to go international? Like two episodes to
2: be fair, it was like one motherfucker in England for a while. <laughs> and, and and then it, and then it branched out heavier you know um, we
0: need to check off that see if he's doing okay
2: <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah no like you know are we i mean I, uh, I i'm going to take the liberty and speak for the other two chuckle fucks here and say we you know we appreciate you saying that and you know we're couldn't be more happier with how the podcast is going and with everyone coming in and listening and, and just having an overall good time and whatnot and that really just that really makes our days it, it butters our parsnips so to say yeah, yeah and yeah. um yeah we just look forward to doing more oh, fun do crazy
0: butter,
4: shit butter my parsnips it butters our parsnips yes yeah exactly. butters our biscuits i guess i was gonna say i've heard that one i haven't heard the parsnips one <laughs> but uh yeah no it,
2: it, it's you <laughs> know it, it always makes us feel good to hear that kind of stuff and yeah. we appreciate you saying it and we appreciate you taking time out of your day to uh come and you know
4: talk about chat random bullshit that. and right. uh, just chat right. it's one of my favorite quotes that i made up is that I love uh, to be an enigma wrapped in irony and delivered with a hint of sarcasm, so uh, you guys kind of embody that, and and I like that a lot about you. That's guys. pretty. That's pretty good. I like that. One. Say, I, I like uh, that's like my favorite quote that I think I've made up. I I don't think I stole it from somebody else, so hopefully I have. Well, but... like like we said earlier in this episode, there's no one here to refute your facts, so we're, we're we're just gonna roll
2: with it. <laughs> yeah. Fair. Um. I think that's gonna wrap it up. Once again, thank you so much, uh, Elm Sword slash Isaac slash Swordman. And um,
4: I, uh, yeah, well, I just, I, just, I just did the salute thing, so the, just I forgot that we're not on video because I'm a dumbass. Uh, no,
2: we've accepted the fact that we're gonna do shit that people can't see, and like they're just gonna have to be guessing. Like that's just kind of how yeah. it goes sometimes. But uh, yeah, I we will see. We'll see everyone in three weeks. Um, we're like like, and this being on a Monday, just because we're working with everyone's schedule and whatnot. So we're we are, we're, we'll see you in three. weeks. I mean, weeks. technically,
0: I, we don't we don't have to upload it today because three weeks would be this weekend.
2: I mean, that's going to be up to uh, Felipe. I, could, I, I do yeah. believe he is
3: the one who that'll does be the up editing. to whether or not I remember to fucking do this shit. Listen,
2: this is what I'm gonna say. <laughs> a cor- uh, is it, like regardless of when this episode gets uploaded unless philip super fucks up and like takes a week to do it um we will be we will see you all um in three weeks on the saturday not the monday so just because we normally do our episode on saturday so we'll see you in like three and like almost four weeks technically if it gets released tonight if not then like fuck it you know what i mean
0: yeah, big reason why it didn't happen this weekend is because I'm going to Minnesota.
2: Yeah, Mitchell has
0: a life, and it's disgusting,
2: and it really fucks up our plans. I yeah. know, I'm I'm literally Out the there. worst. You inconsiderate you know, fuck! I was busy this weekend. Or Wait, this past hold weekend. Long. hold on. Um,
0: hold on, be busy.
4: Oh, before thanks. you,
2: before you, before you get to your excuses, Mitchell. Elmsort is the guest, so he should get to shame you. Oh yeah, I, mean, okay, I have go, no excuses go ahead.
4: Cause, like I like I'm I'm I have a very busy life at the moment, so like. I think trying to like con- configure with Jacob, like just time slots that like, I was also available, but I felt horrible because like I was like, I think I accidentally ducked his call for like the first, like when we had that first conversation to like after, like I felt horrible. <laughs> I was literally I was literally just dicking around in Warhammer three, like waiting for his call. I'm like, where the fuck is this guy? And then I'm like a go into my discord. There's like three missed calls from Jacob. I'm like, oh, fuck my nuts. Um, <laughs> I was
2: sitting there just like, dude, 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 just like playing elevator music on my head. Like, we'll get there eventually.
4: <laughs> I felt horrible. So I have no room to talk um because i also have a very very poor perception of time and and i feel bad for my wife because i keep her like i forgot i completely forgot to mention to her that like we rescheduled the the podcast episode for tonight so like i'm blocking up the store which was like six my time and like i think we were doing sound checks at like seven my time i was like oh by the way and i i, I know it takes me half an hour to drive home but um i had that podcast interview tonight and she's like, oh thanks well (laughs) thanks dick (laughs) yeah exactly what about our uh, dinner plans (laughs) yeah no i feel feel horrible for our kids because like our kids are gonna think that like we have an incredibly like verbally abusive relationship because like we work swear words into our pet names for each other all the time like i think one of the ones (laughs) we hit me with a, a few uh like when we first started dating was like you fucking bitch (laughs) <laughs> and it like, with like a lot of love and it was because i was basically like smothering her with love at the time and uh it was probably well it was definitely well, not probably it was definitely well deserved but like we, we just swear at each other a lot but it's all with love it's like when we when you drop the swear words that's when you when we when you, there's like pause for concern
2: oh no I, I mean i i i get it the majority of the, the the majority of how me and jess show affection toward each other is by just saying like hey you're stupid but at least you're pretty <laughs>
4: <laughs> so, like, I, I get it. Yeah, so I think that's all I saw a mean there's like uh, long-term relationships and marriage is just basically you each acting like a little goblin gremlin to each other, and then scuttling off while planning your revenge for the next heist, as you, uh, or the next, uh, retaliation, I should say. I, I would say partner. that's.
2: I would say that's pretty fucking apt. That, that's
4: yeah. Well, that's something maybe oh, i probably should stop talking
2: no no you're good just i know i, I can like feel mitchell's blood pressure rising
0: right now
4: <laughs> i know i'm trying to i'm trying to stretch it another eight minutes so we can get that two and a half hour mark but i uh, also slightly to annoy <laughs> i could just leave <laughs> mitchell internally <laughs> <fucking> screaming <laughs> i could just leave
2: this is the great part no, about doing no, it online no no we're good <laughs> listen, just mitchell press disconnect. Disconnect. Oh, listen listen Mitchell's work fucks him enough. Let's cut him some slack, <laughs> Phil. He he was supposed to go back into work today after the after the uh, the interview.
0: Wait, really? Yeah. yeah. I have a lot to do. I'm just gonna yeah. get up at like five thirty and be at work at six instead. So yeah, I mean, let's. It's a let, little bit better because you guys are so, in hour
4: behind me, but I could not imagine getting up at five right now. <laughs> yeah. Let's, so
0: like you know, just work from a six to like I guess six work a 12 hour work day with no lunch maybe no for lunch i need to go register my car it still says twelve twenty two. 22 he's this bro. <laughs> oh, <yeah>.
2: let's uh, <laughs> let's 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 show mitchell the consideration that he
4: doesn't show the silent king and let them out of the box and or Nagash uh, or Nagash. actually i no, we brought Nagash. Oh, 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 I, I was gonna say i was gonna say all I'm right sure well,
3: thank you uh thank you very much isaac for joining us
4: yeah. No. Thank you guys for having me. Uh, hopefully, <laughs> I didn't make too many forced jokes. And, no, you're um, good. You're, no, an abso-
2: you're an you're an absolute great. joy, my guy. Yeah. Uh, absolute I joy.
4: That, guys. I appreciate that.
2: I see we might we might have you on more just just because you're cool to hang out with.
4: Oh, yep. Thank you. Yay. But I don't I don't want to take screen time away from people who actually know what they're talking about, like Ozzy, because um, that man knows his shit.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh. He knows a lot.
4: Yeah. That, yeah. That's the fucking truth. All right. Well.
2: Uh, thanks for coming on. Was, uh, this okay. is this is the end, Mitchell. You're good. We'll, we'll, okay. we'll stop now. We'll see all okay. you. We we'll see all you beautiful people in three weeks. Kind of, you know what the fuck I mean. Peace yep. out. Okay. <laughs>
3: see, see y'all later.